الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى Today we're going to start the kitab Nukhbatul Fikr fi Mustalahi Ahlil Athar. The kitab is written by Hafiz ibn Hajar al Asqalani, who is a well known Imam, and we've spoken about his life in many other places. Inshallah ta'ala, if you want to know more about him and his life and his biography, then go to the kitab Al Jawahir wa Durar by Jalaluddin. Shamsuddin al-Sakhawi rahimahullah and another kitab written by Shakir Abdul Mun'im it's called Ibn Hajar wa Dirasatu Musannafati those two books they talk about the life of this great Imam so inshallah ta'ala you can read about uh, him in more details there inshallah ta'ala this kitab it deals with the science of Mustalahul Hadith it deals with the science of Mustalahul Hadith. Mustalahul Hadith is the science where you learn the uh, the terminologies that the scholars of Hadith use. The scholars of Hadith, when they talk amongst themselves, there are terminologies that they use, and those terminologies are like Sahih, Daif, Hasan, Mawdu', Marfu', Mawquf, Maktu', Munqati'. Mu'dal, Mu'allaq. These are terms that they use. What do they mean by this? If you don't study these terms, when you go to the books of hadith, you will not understand what they are saying. It will sound like uh, another language. So the word Mustalahul Hadith means the terminologies of hadith. That's what it means. So in this book, you're going to learn. The mustalahat, the terminologies that are used by the scholars of hadith. So this kitab is of great benefit, inshallah ta'ala. And you will benefit, bi-idhnillah al-kareem, from it. This kitab is a very summarized book, but highly appreciated. Sanani, he said, وَبَعْدُ فَالنُّخْبَةُ فِي عِلْمِ الْأَثَرِ مُخْتَصَرٌ يَحَبَّذَا مِنْ مُخْتَصَرٌ أَلَّفَهَا الْحَافِظُ فِي حَالِ السَّفَرِ وهو الشهاب بن علي بن حجر طالعتها يوما من الأيام فاشتقت أن أودعها نظامي فتم من بكرة ذاك اليوم إلى المساء عند وفود النوم مشتملا على الذي حواه فالحمد للرحمن لا سواه ابن حجر authored this book and summarized in it the science of hadith he summarized it in a summary so it's not a very complicated hard book it's a summarized book. And you know what? Ibn Hajar wrote this book while he was traveling. He was traveling and he wrote it. He wrote this book while he was traveling. And it will take us, inshallah ta'ala, all day today to go through it. And he just wrote it, scribbled it down quickly from memory while he was traveling. This is how it is. So inshallah ta'ala, I myself don't want to treat it like it's a big book. I just want to make it simple and easy for you to understand inshallah ta'ala. Because the book itself was authored in that manner. It was simplified, it was made easy. So we will make it simple and easy inshallah ta'ala. Naam.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي لم يزل عالما قديرا حيا قيوما مريدا سميعا بصيرا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد الذي أرسله إلى الناس بشيرا ونذيرا وعلى آل محمد وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فإن التصانيف في الصلاح أهل الحديث قد كثرت the author, rahimahullah, he started the kitab with a basmala. So he said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And then he mentioned the hamdala, which he said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And then he done a salat wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi and then on the Prophet's family. And we mentioned this is min adabit tasneef. This is the manners of authoring. Say, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, and a salat ala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and on his family and those who follow them. Amma ba'du, to proceed, the author said. The word amma ba'du, it's used after you move from one statement to the other. Intiqal min uslubin ila akhara. When you move from one speech to another. Amma ba'du, to proceed. فَإِنَّ التَّصَانِيفَ فِي اصْطِلَاحِ أَهْلِ الْحَدِيثِ قَدْ كَثُرَتْ Ibn Hajar is saying to you, the books that are written in this science are so many. Many books have been written in this science. Quickly write this down, inshallah ta'ala. Okay. The science of hadith. Many books have been written in it. The per first person who ever wrote in the science, the first person to write in the science of Mustalahul Hadith was Al-Qadi Al -Qadi Abu Muhammad Ar-Ramahur Muziyu. The first person who wrote in the science of hadith, Mustalah al-Hadith, is Al-Qadi Abu Muhammad Ar-Ramahur Muziyu. Ar-Ramahur Muziyu. Ar-Ramahur Muziyu. He wrote a kitab called Al-Muhadith al-Fasil. He wrote a kitab called Al-Muhadith al-Fasil bain al-Rawi wal-Wa'i. And the kitab is published one big thick publication one thick cystic it's there so he was the first person to have write, written it like Ibn Hajar said about his book he left out many important things that he didn't mention after him came Al-Hakim second person Al-Hakim Abu Abdillahi Al-Naysaburiyu Al-Hakim Abu Abdullahi An-Naysaburiyu. He came and he wrote a kitab called Ma'rifat Ulum Al-Hadith. He wrote that kitab. Lakinahu lam yuhadhib wa lam yuratib. Ibn Hajar also mentioned that his book, he didn't organize it properly. That's the second. Third person who came after that is Abu Nu'aym Al-Asbahani or Al-Asfahani. You can say Asbahani with a bat or you can say al-asfahani with a fat what he did was he did a mustakharaj on the kitab of abu al-hakim abu abdillah al-naysaburiyu he called it mustakharaj he called it a mustakharaj the Fourth person who came after that is 
أبو بكر الخطيب البغدادي أبو بكر الخطيب البغدادي He wrote a kitab He called it الكفاية في علم الرواية الكفاية في علم الرواية أبو بكر الخطيب البغدادي He wrote a kitab called what? الكفاية في علم الرواية His kitab was very beneficial. Rather, Hakim, uh, sorry, Al-Khatib al-Baghdadiyu, he authored nearly in every single book, uh, every, uh, every issue of Mustalah al-Hadith or the science of Hadith, he wrote a book in it. So he wrote a general book and then he wrote a book in nearly everything. He wrote a, a book in the etiquettes of the scholar of Hadith. He called it Al-Jam'a li-Akhlaq al-Rawi wa-Adab al-Sami'a. And he wrote other, other chapters within Mustalah al-Hadith. He wrote a book separate for it. وَلِذَلِكَ Ibn Hajar said, وَقَلَّ فَنٍ وَقَلَّ فَنٌ Sorry, مِنْ فُنُونِ الْحَدِيثِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ صَنَّفَ فِي كِتَابًا مُفْرَدَةً There is not a, a chapter in Mustalah al-Hadith except that Khatib al-Baghdadi wrote a book in it. وَلِذَلِكَ أَبُو بَكْرِ بْنُ رُقْطَةِ He said about Khatib al-Baghdadi, كُلُّ مَنْ أَنْصَفَ كل من أنصف علم أن المحدثين بعد الخطيب عيال على كتبه. Everyone who is just, who is fair, everyone who is just, who is fair, will admit, who came after خطيب البغدادي will admit that they are in need of his works, that his works, they need it. After خطيب البغدادي came, after خطيب البغدادي القاضي عياض اليحصبي came, قاضي عياض, قاضي Qadi Iyad came. Qadi Iyad, he wrote a kitab called Al-Ilmam ila ma'rifatu al-usul al-riwayati wa taqeed al-sima'a. The best tahqiq for it is the tahqiq of Sayyid Ahmed al-Saqar, which is published, alhamdulillah. After him came Abu Hafs al-Mayanaji or al-Mayanashi. You can say it with a jim or the sheen. Abu Hafs al-Mayanaji, ama al-Mayanashi. He came and he wrote a kitab called Ma la yasa'ul muhaddithu jahla. That's what he author called it. He called it Ma la yasa'ul muhaddithu jahla. And this book is of no benefit. There's so many mistakes and so many problems in that one. So it's not, don't waste your money on it. After that came none other than Al-Faqih, Al-Hafid, Taqiyuddin, Abu Amr, Uthman ibn Salah, Ibn Abdul Rahman, الشهروزي الشهرزوري سوري ابن صلاح after that ابن صلاح came and I want you to if you didn't write the other names down or you missed them forget it this is the one you need to remember who is it حافظ ابن صلاح حافظ ابن صلاح ابن صلاح he took over the teaching of a madrasa known as مدرسة الأشرفية المدرسة الأشرفية and at that time there were many مدارس that were opened there were many مدارس that were opened from them was مدرسة الأشرفية from them was المدرسة العمرية these were مدارس Islamic مراكز that were opened at that time Ibn Salah he had one called المدرسة الأشرفية he was a teacher there and at the time he was there he dictated the book that became famous after that known as 
Muqaddimah ibn Salah. He became known as Muqaddimah ibn Salah, which is really called Ulum al-Hadith. It's called Ulum al-Hadith. That's what it's called. Like, it became famous as Muqaddimah ibn Salah. This book, Muqaddimah ibn Salah, became the book that the scholars of Hadith focused on. No one actually went over that and read the other ones. Like, no one really went and spent too much time reading the Qadr Iyadh's Kitab Al-Ilma' or the books of Khatib al-Baghdadi or the book written by Abu Nu'aym al-Asbahani or the Kitab written by Al-Hakim Abu Abdullah al-Nisaburi or the Kitab written by Al-Rama Hurmuziyu. People didn't. People just done i'tikaf on the Kitab written by who? Hafiz Abu Amr ibn Salah. And scholars came after him and what they did was they turned the book of Ibn Salah into either poetry like Al-Fiyatul Iraqi. Zainuddin Al-Iraqi's Al-Fiyah is a nazm of what? It's a poetry of what? Muqaddimah Ibn Salah. Yeah? فَحَيْثُ الْجَاءَ الْفِعْلُ وَالضَّمِيرُ لِكُلِّ وَاحِدٍ وَمَنْ لَهُ مَسْتُورُ كَقَالَ أُوَ أَطْلَقْتُ لَفْضَ الشَّيْخِ مَا أُرِيدُ إِلَّا بْنَ الصَّلَاحِ مُبْهَمَا That's what he says. Iraqi. So, Al-Fiyatu Al-Iraqi is a nazm of this book. Some scholars, they even summarized it like the book we did in, on summer. We did summer, the Dawrah we did in summer was Iqtisar Ulum Al-Hadith by Ibn Kathir. Ibn Kathir summarized the Ibn Salah's kitab, summarized it. Meaning scholars, they gave their time to it. Even uh, Ibn Hajar himself, he placed a nukat on it. The Muqaddimah Ibn Salah. Are we all together? Bulqini has a sharah on it and, 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 and an ikhtisar on it. Uh, scholars have paid, put their time in that book. That book became the point of concentration. Naam. So the books of Mustalah al-Hadith, some of them are summarized, and some of them are what? Detailed. So we mentioned the ones that were detailed, and we mentioned the ones that were summarized. Naam. From the summarized one is this one that we have. It's a mukhtasar. And from the ones that are big and great is the kutubs uh, that I mentioned. Abu Abdullah Hakim al-Saburi's kitab, Abu Nu'aym al-Asbahani's kitab, Abu Bakr Khatib al-Baghdadi's kitab, Al-Qadr Iyad al-Yahsubi's kitab, Abu Muhammad al-Ramah al-Muziyu's kitab. All these books are big. فسألني بعض الإخوان أن ألخص له المهم من ذلك فأجبته إلى سؤاله رجاء الاندراج في تلك المسالك. The author رحمه الله said the reason he mentions the reason of why he wrote this book. What was the reason why he authored this kitab نخبة الفكر? The reason why he wrote it is because someone asked him to write it. So this kitab was a question that was put to him, and a a group of people wanted him to write. In this science, so then he wrote it for them, and he said, "The reason why I wrote this book was, I want to also be from those people whose names are mentioned in the science of hadith." And this is humility and humbleness from the side of Ibn Hajar, because when we speak about hadith and the science of hadith and the people of hadith, who comes first? He's from the first people that come to mind, Ibn Hajar, لعلمه ومكانته because of his knowledge and his greatness. نعم. فأقول الخبر إما أن يكون له طرق. The author رحمه الله he says هيك 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 هيك
The author, rahimahullah, he's now going to go into um, the dividing of hadith. Now write this down, everyone. I'm going to summarize the whole book for you, inshallah ta'ala. Summary of the whole book. And then when we break it down, the sum, when we summarize the book, we're going to, inshallah ta'ala, go into what the author says. The author, rahimahullah, he divides the khabar into two. The khabar is how many? In this book. Al-Khabar. 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 He divides it into two. Are we all together? How many? No, two, 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 two. two. The first one is how it reached us. The first one is how did the khabar reach us? Everybody here knows what khabar is, right? Is there anyone who doesn't know Arabic word, what the word khabar means? Is there anyone in this room that doesn't know what khabar means in, in Arabic? Khabar means news, right? Khabar means news, news, news. News, N-E-W-S, news. Ah, the news, sah? That's khabar, right? So the khabar is divided into two. The first one is how it reached us. The second one is who said the news? Who said the news? Am I making sense? Yeah? Yeah? I haven't brought my notes, so I'm just going to have to say it from memory, what I can remember. The second one, the second one from the two is divided into four. The second one is divided into four. A. Allah Azza wa Jalla. B, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. C, the companion, the Sahabi. And four, the Tabi'i. Sah? The first one is called Hadith Qudsi. The one that's attributed to Allah is called Hadith Qudsi. The one that's attributed to the Prophet is called Hadith Nabawi. No, no, no. The one that's attributed to the companion, uh, the Prophet is called Marfu'. It's called Marfu', Marfu', Marfu'. The one that's attributed to the Prophet is called Marfu', Mim, Ra, Waw. I'm sorry, Mim, Ra, Fa, Waw, Ain. Marfu'. And the third one is the one that's attributed to the companion is called Mawquf. Mawquf. And the fourth one, which is the last one, the one that's attributed to Tabi'i is called Maqtu'. Maqtu'. Mim, Qaf, Ta', Waw, and Ain. Are we all together? So the, what's attributed to Allah Azza wa Jalla is called what? Hadith al-Qudsi. What is attributed to the Prophet is called what? 
What's attributed to a Sahabi is called what? Mawquf. What is attributed to a Tabi'i is called what? Maqtu'. Now go, let's go back to the first one. What was the first one? What was the first one? How it reached us. Sah? How it reached us. It reached us in two ways. It reached us in what? Two ways. If I do a mistake and anyone knows what I'm saying is wrong, correct me. Because I don't have my notes. Today I'm unorganized. The first one is mutawatir. Mutawatir. The first one is mutawatir. Huh? And the mutawatir is two types. The mutawatir is two. Lafdiyun wa ma'nawiyun. Lafdiyun, wording, and ma'nawiyun, meaning. Let me repeat it one more time. The khabar is divided into how many? The first one is how it, how it reached us. And the second one is, who is it being attributed to? I mean, who said it? The, what, the second one, which is who said it, is four. Either Allah said it, it's called Hadith Qudsi. The Prophet said it, it's called Marfu'. Sahabi said it, it's called Mawquf. And a Tabi'i said, it's called Maqtu'. We finished that one. We'll come back to that later when the author mentions it. Let's go back to the first one, which is, how did this khabar reach us? How did it come to us? In two ways. The first one is mutawatir. Mutawatir means multitude, multitude narration. Multitude narration. Okay, if that doesn't make sense, I'll break it down even more. It means mass transmission. If that doesn't make sense, large quantity of people narrated it. Large quantity of people transmitted this. Mass transmission. That's mutawatir, right? The mass transmission, which is called mutawatir, is two types. Mutawatir rafdi. It's mass transmission in its wording. Meaning this wording, in this particular wording, it came as mass transmission. Are we all together? Well, the second one is mass transmission, not in the wording, but in the meaning, the concept. An example for the wording is the hadith, Man Anyone who lies about me deliberately, let him prepare his place in the hellfire. This hadith is mass transmission in its wording. Over 40 companions have narrated this. Okay? Mass transmission. What about the mass transmission in terms of meaning and not the wording? It's the concept of the Prophet raising his hands. The Prophet raising his hands, it's a mass transmission in its meaning, not the wording. Because the Prophet we don't have one particular situation where he raised his hand and that came to us through mass transmission. We don't have it. But we have him raising his hand in many different places, which when we bring them all together, it shows us that raising of the hand is a what? It's a sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ when he used to make dua. Are we all together? Don't worry. Examples and everything will come here, inshallah. The second type of transmission of hadith, the first one is mutawatir. Are we all together? The first one is mutawatir. And the second one is what? Ahad. Ahad means few in narration. That's the second type of how the hadith came to us. 
So the hadith came to us in how many ways? In two ways. Mutawatir, which is mass transmission, uh, or ahad, which is what? Few, in tr- few transmission. The word ahad we say is few. Ahad is three types. The ahad, which is the few, is how many types? It's three types. How many types? Three. The first one is called al-mashhur. Al-mashhur. And mashhur is if three to ten people narrate the hadith. Three to ten people narrate the hadith. In all of the chain, three to ten, it's called mashhur. Sah? The second one is Al-Aziz. The Al-Aziz, it's when two, 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 two people narrated. In the, in, through the whole entire chain. It's called Aziz. And the third one is Al-Gharib. Huh? What? Al-Gharib. It's when one person narrates. The gharib sometimes is also called al-fard. Sometimes it's called what? Al-fard. Is everyone with me or shall I repeat myself? Yeah? The hadith reaches us in two ways. Number one, mutawatir, multitude narration. And the mutawatir, we said mutawatir, lafzi, and mutawatir, ma'nawi. Mutawatir, lafzi means its wording is mutawatir, and mutawatir, ma'nawi means the meaning is, is large. Then we said the second type is ahad. And we said that the had is what? How many types? It's three types. See, this is the first mistake I did. It's how many? Three. We didn't do anything without you, sisters. Don't worry, inshallah, we're going to do it. Huh? Yeah. Okay, please stay away from the switch, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, nothing happened, inshallah ta'ala. We're just gonna, we were just revising. Let's repeat it. There was a mistake I did. I did a mistake when I was going through the ahad. The ahad, I said by accident or uh, incorrectly, I said that the ahad is divided into three, but it's ahad is how many types? Two, two types. Don't rub off what you wrote. Brothers and sisters, don't erase it. Keep it there. The ahad is two types. The first one is ahad in terms of how many people transmitted it. How it was brought to us. And the second type of ahad is in terms of whether it's accepted or rejected. Whether it's accepted or rejected. So the first one is bi'tibari um, bi'tibari turuqihi um, adad turuqihi and the second one is bi'tibari qabulihi wa raddihi whether we're going to accept it or we're going to reject it صح? The first type of the ahad which is in terms of how it came to us is three mashhur, aziz and gharib And in terms of whether it's accepted or rejected, we're going to come to that. 
Does everyone, is everyone with me so far? Am I making sense? I'm going to repeat one more time so I did a mistake, go a bit back so people can be with me. We said that the khabar is divided into two. The first one is how it reached us. The second one is who said it. Let's go back to the second one. Let's, let's mention the second one, which is who said it. We said it either comes from Allah and it's called Hadith Qudsi. Or it comes from the Prophet and it's called Hadith Marfu'ah. Or it comes from a companion and it's called Mawquf. Or it comes from a Tabi'i and it's called Maqtu'ah. We finished the second part. We go back to the first. The first one is in terms of how the khabar reached us. The way that the khabar reached us is two ways. Mutawatir, which is multitude and mass narration. And that's two types. Lafzi and ma'nawi, wording and meaning. Then I said the second type, which is the ahad, is two types. The ahad is two types. The ahad... We look at it in terms of how it reached us. And that's three. Mashhur, Aziz, and Gharib. And the second one is in terms of how, in terms of whether we're going to accept that this Ahad or we're going to reject this Ahad. ahad. Are we all together? Okay. The accepted hadith, the accepted type of hadith, which is maqbul, is divided into two. The accepted and the rejected. We mentioned, sah? The accepted is divided into two. The accepted is, is two types. The first one is, Sahih and the second one is Hassan. And then the Sahih is two types Sahih li dati and Sahih li ghayri. And the Hassan is also two types Hassan li dati and Hassan li ghayri. I said that too fast, huh? The hadith that's accepted is two types it's Sahih and Hassan. Sahih and Hassan. The Sahih is Sahihun Lidatihi. And the Hassan is Hassanun Lidatihi. And the Sahih is also Sahihun Lidatihi. And the Hassan is also Hassanun Lidatihi. Or if I say it easier way, Sahihun Lidatihi and Sahihun Lidatihi. I'm at Sahihun Lidatihi and Sahihun Lidatihi and Hassanun Lidatihi and Hassanun Lidatihi. A hadith which is sahih in and within itself or a hadith which becomes sahih because of external help. And the hadith which is hasan in and within itself or a hadith that becomes hasan with external help. We'll carry on after the salah inshallah ta'ala. So we were speaking about the uh, the kitab Nukhbatul Fikr and its breakdown. We were on the uh, maqbul, the accepted, sah? And we said that the maqbul is how many types? <coughs> Two types, right? So, again, another mistake. Maqbul, <laughs> bear with me today, inshallah. 
The maqbool is two types. The first type is in terms of its levels. Bi'tibari maratibi, in terms of its levels, and that's where in terms of its level, and that's where it comes in. Um, sahih and Hassan. The Sahih and the Hassan. And the Sahih is two types. Sahih lidati and Sahih ghayri. And then the Hassan is Hassan lidati and Hassan ghayri. The second type of Maqbool is in terms of its implementation. Bi'tibari al-amali bi. In terms of in terms of its implementation and whether it's implemented. And that's two types. And that's two types. Ma'amulun bihi, that which we implement, and ghayru ma'amulun bihi, and that which we don't implement. In terms of implementation, it's two types. That which is implemented and that which is abandoned and not implemented. The implemented is, write it down. The muhkam and the nasikh. Muhkam and nasikh is the implemented. And the abandoned is mansukh and mukhtalaful hadith, right? Mukhtalaful hadith. Don't worry, don't worry about the, the wordings, what they mean. Don't worry. We're going to come to each one as we go through the book. And we're going to give examples for it. I just want you to have an overview. So the implemented is how many types? Two types. Muhkam and nasikh. Muhkam and Nasikh. And the abandoned is Mansukh and Mukhtalaful Hadith. What was the second type? The rejected. The Mardud. Sah? The rejected. The rejected is two types. We remember we divided the ahad uh, into two types. We finished ma'amul and ghayru ma'amul bihi. We finished that, right? Remember we divide the ahad into how many? Two, right? The first one was min haythu adadihi wa in terms of its numbers and here we said it's what? Huh? It's no, in terms of its numbers. Three types. Mashur, Aziz, and Gharib, right? And then we said the second type of Ahad is in terms of whether it's accepted or rejected. And we said this is divided into two. Accepted, and the second one which is rejected. The accepted, we said, is how many? Two. In terms of its level, and that is Sahih and Hassan. And then we said the Sahih is Sahih Lidati, Sahih Lughayri, and Hassan is Hassan Lidati, and Hassan Lughayri. 
And the second type of maqbul, accepted is in terms of implementation. And here we said it's two types. Ma'amulin bihi, that which is implemented, and ghayru ma'amulin bihi, that which is not implemented. And we said the one that's implemented is the muhkam and the nasikh. And the ghayru ma'amulin bihi is the mansukh uh, and the mukhtalaful hadith. That's the maqbul now, the accepted. Now we're going to go into the rejected. We're going to go into the what? Rejected. The rejected is two types. The hadith that is rejected is three types. Sorry, it's two types, two types. The first one is rejected because of disconnection in the narration or in the chain. Disconnection in the chain. So the rejected is two type. Rejected in terms of the disconnection in the what? In the chain. And that's two types. Zahir and khafi. Zahir, khafi. Zahir means apparent and khafi means hidden. The apparent is five types. The apparent is five types. Mursal, Mu'allaq, Mu'dal, Munqati'ah. So it's Mursal, Mu'allaq, Munqati'ah, Mu'dal, No, no, that's a khafi. So the, the apparent is five types. No, no, four types, four types, sorry. So, four, 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 four. The apparent is four types. Mursal, Mu'allaq, Mu'dal, and Munqati'ah. Yeah? And the hidden, which is the khafi, is two types. Mursalul khafi and mudallas. The hadith which is rejected is two types. Rejected because of a disconnection in the chain. The chain is what? Disconnected. And the disconnection of the chain is two types. Apparent and hidden. The apparent is four. Zahir is four. The disconnection is very apparent. And that is Mursal, Mu'allaq, Mu'dal, and Munqati'ah. And the hidden is two. Mursalul Khafi and the Mudallis. The second type of disconnect, sorry, the second type of rejection. The second type of rejection. How many people have missed the bus? Who fell off the bus? 
fell off the bus is a figurative speech. Who is not with me? Who doesn't know what's happening right now? And doesn't know what day it is today? Hey, put your hand up. Uh -huh. So le let me go back. Where, where did you miss the train from? <laughs> How far should I go back? Should I go back to the rejected? The maqbul? It's important that everyone understands this. So we can really go into the book and just give examples and that's it. Finish the book like that. Shall I go back to the maqbul? Or shall I start from the beginning? Let me start from the beginning. And I'll go over it fast. If you feel like I'm, you're, this is where you stopped, we'll pause for you, we'll tell you it, and then we'll carry on. The khabar is divided into two. The khabar is divided into two. If you look at the book right now, everybody look at your book, look at the textbook. Look at the textbook. Look at Ibn Hajar, what he says. Uh, look at everyone look at the textbook he says فسألني بعض الإخوان أن ألخص لهم المهم من ذلك فأجبت إلى سؤاله رجاء اندراجي في تلك المسائل that's the introduction he says فأقول I will say الخبر صح can everyone see that الخبر he's saying that right so that's what we're doing now we're dividing the خبر that Ibn Hajar mentioned here we're dividing in. This whole thing that I'm telling you is exactly what Ibn Hajar did. He's the one who did it like this. Rahimahullah. He broke it down like this. The khabar is two types. The khabar is how many types? Two types. The first type is how it reached us. And the second one is who said it. Who said it is for Allah. And it's called Hadith Qudsi. The Prophet, it's called Marfu'ah. The Messenger, uh, the Sahabi, it's called Mawquf. A Tabi'i, it's called Maqtu'. We finished that. Now we go back to how did this reach us? It reached us in two ways. Either Mutawatir, multitude narration, mass transmission. And that one is two types. It is in terms of wording or in terms of meaning. Lafdiyun or Ma'anawi. Then we go to the second type, which is Ahad. Ahad, we said it's few. And the Ahad, we broke it into how many? Two. It's where I did a mistake. I corrected myself. Two. The Ahad is broken into two. The first one is in terms of how it reached us. And that is three types. Mashur, Aziz, and Gharib. Are we all together? Then we went into the second type of Ahad, which is what? In terms of acceptance or rejection. And so we said this is divided into how many? Two. Accepted and rejected. Accepted and rejected. And then what we said is the accepted is two types. So the accepted is how many types? Two types. The first one is in terms of its levels. And we said this is two types. Sahih and Hassan. And then we said the Sahih is two types. Sahih lidati and Sahih and then the Hassan we said is Hassanul Lidati and Hassanul Lighayri. And then we went to the second type of the Maqbul, which is Min Haythum, Haythul Bi'atibari, Al Amalubih, Wagayru Amalibihi. In terms of implementing it or not. And we said this is two types that which is implemented and that which is abandoned. And we said that which is implemented is two, Muhkam and the Nasikh. And the, reject, uh, sorry, and the rejected, or not imp uh, abandoned, sorry, the abandoned is the mansukh 
عندي مختلف الحديث. Then we finish مقبول. مقبول is over now. We go into the مردود, the rejected. We said that the rejected is two types. And by the way, this is something you need to always remember. If you ever hear in khutbah al-jum'ah or in a lesson or in a lecture or wherever you are, someone say to you, hadith is da'if, they mean it's mardud, rejected. So it's either going to be rejected for one of two reasons, no other reason. It's either because there's a disconnection in the chain or there's a criticism towards the narrator. Those are the two types. There's a disconnection in the hadith or there's a criticism on the narrator. Am I making sense? The disconnection, which is the first one, is two types. Zahir, which is apparent, and it's four. Mu'allaq. Mursal. Mu'allaq. Mu'dal and Munqati. And the khafi, which is the hidden, is two types. It is the mursal, al-khafi, and the mu'dallis. Mu'dallis and mursal khafi. The second type of rejection is what? Due to the criticism of the narrator. There's a narrator that's being criticized. Are we all together? Yeah? And this is two types. If a narrator gets criticized, it's in one of the following reasons. Number one, fee, uh, are you? Yeah? No, no problem. In terms of? In terms of implementation, it's a category of maqbul, yes. Ha. And that which is not implemented. It's sahih, the, the Prophet did say it. It's maqbul from that angle, but we don't implement it because it got abrogated with another hadith. Rejected. The hadith which is mordud is two times. Ha. One is because of the chain. The mardud is two types. The hadith which is mardud is two types. The first reason why the hadith mardud is rejected is because the chain is disconnected. And the disconnection is two types. Zahir and khafi. Apparent and hidden. And then the apparent is four types. Mu'dal. Sorry, mursal. Mu'dal and the muqatih. And the khafi is three, two types. The khafi is two types. Mudallas and mursalul khafi. Are we all together so far? The hidden is two. The hidden is two. It's mudallas and mursalul khafi. Ha. No, not the Sahabi. The anyone after the companion. Yeah, the, the criticism can never be towards the companion. We're going to see that later, inshallah. A Sahabi can never be criticized. Okay? We mean below the Sahabi. Are you, anyone have any other question? Ha. Any other question? Huh. Huh? Acceptance. Acceptance is two types. The maqbul, hey. The first type is in terms of its levels. 
And the second one is in terms of whether it's implemented or not. Hey, anyone else? We're going to come to you. I haven't come to the criticism. Before we move on, hey, yeah, what's yours? <coughs> huh? The criticism. We haven't got to that one yet. Before we move on, it's everyone on the bus. Yeah? Huh, it's implementation. Hey, anyone else? Yeah? Don't be shy, brothers. If you don't have it... And you something you miss something? Uh, don't worry. You can always ask. Okay. Now we're going to go into the second type of rejection. The second type of rejection, which is mardud. The second type of rejection. It is the criticism towards the narrator. Ta'anun firrawi. The narrator's being what? Criticized. The criticism of the narrator is two types. The criticism. The ta'an that can happen to the rawi is two types. The first one is adala, the integrity of the narrator. Huh? And the second one is dabt, his precision, his memorization, his precision. The second is dubbed his precision, his memorization. Write this down. The criticism that can be put towards the narrator is the following when it comes to his integrity, his adala. Are you all writing it down? It's five, five, five. If they ever criticize a narrator because of his adala, it's one of five. The first one is al kadib, he's a liar. If they say that this narrator is a liar, it's his integrity that's been criticized. And that hadith is called what? We're going to see inshallah ta'ala. The hadith is called mawdur. The second one is at-tuhmatu bil-kadib. At-tuhmatu bil-kadib means suspicion of lying. What does that mean? We'll come to that soon inshallah ta'ala. Third one is fasiq. Fasiq. The first one is a liar. The second one he's suspected to lie. Remember, he's a liar, means he lies about the Prophet. He's suspected to lie now. It means he, he's never been caught lying about the Prophet, but he's been caught lying on his day-to-day -day conversations. Clear-cut, he's been caught. This means a tumat bil kadib. They suspect him that he will lie about the Prophet one day. So he's got a question mark on, they don't accept his narration. This is a criticism towards his adala. The third one is fasiq. Fasiq is... Someone who has two things. Fasiq. Which both can be said. I want you to write, understand this. A fasiq is the one who does major sins or he's consistent upon the minus, minus, minor sins. That's a fasiq. He does major sins or he's consistent upon the minor sins. Irtikabu al-kaba'ir awil israr al-sagair. As a fasiq. A fasiq is the one who does major sins or he's consistent upon the minor sins. The fourth one is bid'ah, innovator. 
and the fifth <coughs> and the fifth is jahala he's unknown <coughs> he's unknown those five are criticism towards his integrity okay they're questioning his integrity then we go to the five for what five for his precision The first one is fuhshul ghalat. Fuhshul ghalat. Just write them down as it is. Don't busy yourself with the translation. Because you're going to come to what each one means. Fuhshul ghalat. Fuhshul. Now we're going to go into the five for the dabt. For the precision of the narrator. Fuhshul ghalat. Fuhshul ish. Fuhshul ghalat. Second one is Su'ul Hifd. Yeah? I want to go to each one. There's no good translation for it. We'll explain each one. So just write in Arabic or English, but transliteration, and then we'll explain each one in great details. So Fuhshul Ghalat. The second one is Su'ul Hifd. Su'ul Hifd. Second one is Su'ul Hifd. The third one is Al Ghafla. Al Ghafla. The fourth one is Kathratul Ohab. Kathratul Ohab. Kathra. Kathratul Ohab. Kathratu. Al-Oham Al-Oham Oham Wahm Plural of it Oham The Kath uh, uh, Sorry uh, What did I say? Kathratu Oham I said now sah? Okay Mukhalafatu Thiqat Mukhalafatu Thiqat Mukhalafatu Thiqat Mukhalafatu Thiqat Mukhalafatu Thiqat Mukhalafatu The Mukhalafatu Thiqat is five The Mukhalafatu Thiqat is five A A Makloop. 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 Kalb. You know Kalb? Makloop. Makqaf. Meme. Qaf. Lam. Wow. Ba. Makloop. Meme. Qaf. Lam. Wow. Ba. Makloop. Mudraj. Mudraj. Meme. Dal. Ra. And Jeeb, Mudraj. Mudraj. The third one is Al Mazidu fi Mutasal al Asanid. Al Mazidu. Al Mazidu. Fi. Fi. 
المزيد في متصل الأسانيد المزيد المزيد في متصل متصل الأسانيد The fourth one is المضرب المضرب المضارب المضرب ضاد اوكي ولا الضالين الضاد هذا الضالين ضاد مضرب المضرب المضرب ها yeah but the first one is bad ها مضرب Yeah, mutarib. Mutarib means contradicting one another. And the last one is musahaf. Musahaf. It's with a sad, okay? That's it, inshallah ta'ala. That's the whole book, inshallah ta'ala. Right now, if we stopped here, we took a nukhwat al-fikr. We just need examples for each one. That's what he's going to go through. The whole entire book is that. Are we all together? Now what we do is, you have your diagram, you have your notes written, we're going to mention examples and you're going to know where it goes. Okay? And examples is what you need and definitions. Pay attention here now. The author at the ending, he's going to mention that which we didn't mention now, which is the concept of uh, He talks about how do you take narrations, how, the difference between akhbarana and ba'ana, and etc. He talks about the etiquette of the person who's take, taking it and things like that. And the issue of tazkiyah and wama ila dhalik, and other than that. So no problem, inshallah, we'll take that as well. But now we'll go over the book. If you've got it written, you'll understand what's happening here, inshallah ta'ala. Hayya. Aw ma'a hasrim bima fawqa al-ithnayn, aw bihima aw biwaahid. The author says, rahimahullah ta'ala, al-khabaru, the khabar is, imma an yakuna lahu turuqun bila adadin mu'ayyanin. It doesn't have a limited number. The khabar, the first one doesn't have a what? It doesn't have a limited number. Which one is it that the one that doesn't have limited number? The mutawatir. Mutawatir doesn't have a what? It doesn't have a limited number. Write this down now. The condition of a hadith to become mutawatir is four. For a hadith to be mutawatir is four. Four conditions. For it to be mass transmission. For us to say this hadith is mass transmission. Number one. عَدَدٌ كَثِيرٌ أَحَالَةِ الْعَادَةُ تَوَاطُوهُمْ أَوْ تَوَافُقُهُمْ عَلَى الْكَذِيبِ The number is so large that it's impossible for these people to all come together to lie about this. It's impossible for these people to have come together and lied about this issue. So the first condition is for it to be impossible 
for the people to lie about this situation or for their statement to be all in agreement to one, to one another. And an example for this is that if someone in China and someone in India and someone in UK and someone in Dubai and someone in Australia and someone in Canada and someone in America and someone, someone in Africa, they all said the same thing. You're going to be like, this is mutawatir, man. All these people could not, they didn't come in to heal tawatum ala al-kadib. That's one. Number two, the large quantity of people who are saying this, it's from the beginning of the chain to the ending of the chain. That's the second condition. It can't be like a hundred people heard it from the Prophet and narrated it from the Prophet, but guess what? All of those hundred of people, only one person narrated it from them. No, no, no. It has to be large number from the Prophet and then large people from the companions and then large from the students of the companions and it has to be through the whole chain, large number. It has to be from the beginning to the end. Uh -huh. Everything, all of them, it has to be from the beginning of the chain. Yes. For the hadith to be mutawatir, it has to be all of the everyone. Second, third condition is all of them the 50 people who narrated this or the 20 people who narrated this or the 30 people who narrated it all of them are saying we heard or we saw they can't be said we were told no it has to be what they heard or saw they all have to go back to something that they saw or they heard. Every one of those people, 50 people, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? You hear it? Yes. So you all heard it from the Prophet said, yes. If one narrates from the other one, that's not. They all have to have heard it from who? For the Prophet And then the people... Then the other 50 who narrated it from the companions all have to have narrated it from the, com from the companions. Are we all together? It can't be, I, I think so, or I assume. The second condition was the, the, the number has to be from the beginning to the end of the chain hadith. So Bukhari is narrating this, right? Bukhari has to have heard it from so many people. And the, and the people from there has to be large and large and large from every level and the hadith goes through three levels the prophet and his companions the tabi'een and the tabi'u tabi'een those three levels it has to be large number so the sahabas who narrated it are large the tabi'een who narrated it are large the tabi'u tabi'een who narrated it are large in number and number four the fourth condition is and this I, to be honest I think it was already kind of mentioned in the previous conditions when Hajar mentioned this even though it's in the other ones which is that it has to benefit certainty it has to benefit certainty it has to benefit certainty like when these people said it you're like yeah yeah this cannot be a lie that feeling where it's certain there's no doubt in your heart that's he said when it's mutawatir 
Now I want you brothers to here, inshallah ta'ala, pay attention here. The hadith that met these conditions, and I don't know if you guys sensed, sensed and felt when I said that the khabar is divided into accepted and rejected, the ahad, right? The ahad was divided into accepted and rejected. Do you remember that? So does that mean the mutawatir doesn't have accepted or rejected? Yes, it doesn't. Every hadith which is mutawatir is accepted. There's no rejection in it. The only hadith which are looked at and it's authenticated are the hadith which are ahad. Hadiths which are mutawatir, they don't get verified. They're too large in number. It's become certainty. Are we all together, brothers? The ahad is how many types did we say? Two types. What was the first type? In terms of number. In terms of its number, right? And the second one was what? So in terms of its number, how many was it? Three. What was the first one? Mashur. What is mashur? Write this down. Mashur is what? Yeah? Mashhur is three to nine, uh, t ten people. Three to ten people narrated. Three people, four people, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's mashhur. Ten plus, it becomes mutawatir, the hadith now. This has to be fi kulli tabaqah min tabaqatis sanad. It has to be through the whole entire chain of the hadith. Are we all together? And there's also another name that the mashhur is given, which is Al-Mustafid. Mustafid and mashhur are synonyms. They both mean the same, inshaAllah ta'ala. The third, the, sorry, the second type of... Uh, The Ahad in terms of its numbers is Aziz. Aziz is what? Two, 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 through the whole chain. From beginning to end, two people. Are we all together? This is called what? This is called Aziz. What about the third type? The third type is Gharib. It's also known as what? Al-Fard. Write that down. It's also known, the gharib is also known as al-fard. Dal, fard, dal. Alif, lam, fa, ra, da. It's also known as al-fard. What is al-gharib? Gharib is one, 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 one. Are we all together? We finished the ahad uh, in terms of its what? In terms of its number, right? Huh. The mutawatir? No, how many conditions did I say that the mutawatir has? Four conditions. Not five conditions, four conditions. That's the four conditions of, uh, of mutawatir. Okay, brothers, stop here now. We just took Ahad and Mutawatir, right? 
Ahad is how, how, how much is the, how many Ahads are there? Two. What's the first one? In terms of its number. And how many, how many is that? The first one is? The second one is? The third one is? Gharib. What about the Mutawatir? How many types of Mutawatir is there? The Mutawatir. Two, right? Mutawatir. Two, right? Mutawatir lafzi and Mutawatir ma'nawi, right? Mutawatir in its wording and Mutawatir in its what? Meaning. What did I say Mutawatir in its wording is? Is that when one hadith in that wording, multitude people narrated from the Prophet. And then from the companions, multitude people narrated it. And from the students of the students of the companions, multitude people narrated it. In that same wording, it's called Mutawatir Rafadi. This wording has come from so many different angles. The example for that is the famous hadith where the Prophet said, anyone who lies about me deliberately, let him prepare his place in the hellfire. This hadith is called Mutawatir Rafadi. The wording is Mutawatir. And it's the, yeah, it's the strongest, yeah, it's the best form. The second type of mutawatir is mutawatir in terms of what? Meaning. An example for that is, the Prophet ﷺ made dua, right? And when he made dua, what did he do? He raised his hand. But we don't have the Prophet ﷺ in one situation where he raised his hand and so many people transmitted it. We don't have it like that. But what we have is, Different situations where the Prophet raised his hands, like the Battle of Badr. The Prophet raised his hand in the Battle of Badr. So it's narrated for us. Salatul Istisqa, the Prophet raised his hand. Are we all together? Um, and different situations where the Prophet raised his hand, all of those situations, are they the same situation? Are they? No, they're not. They're different situations. But what do they all have in common? They made dua and he raised his hand. This is called mutawatir ma'nawi. It's called mutawatir ma'nawi. It's then permissible for someone to say that raising your hand for dua is established from the Prophet. Are we all together? By way of tawatur, multitude. Okay, that's, that's, I hope it's understood. Brothers, the mutawatir, the mutawatir, it reached a level that brings about certainty. It's, it brings certainty. Does, does the ahad, does it bring about certainty like the mutawatir does? Like a few people told you today, subhanallah, the road is closed today. No one can leave their houses. The roads have all been blocked in Dubai. Two people told you. Is your heart going to be the same if a hundred people told you? Would it be the same? Huh? So pay attention to this. Ibn Hajar goes into an issue that really doesn't have much to do with Mustalahul Hadith. Mustalah Hadith doesn't deal with what does the text benefit you and not. Are we all together? Mustalah Hadith only talks about authenticating narrations and accepting them and rejecting them. That's what it is. But he went off topic. Since he went off topic, we have to explain it as well. The Hadith, which is Ahad, we will agree that it doesn't benefit certainty. Yes, it's true. It can't be equal to the hadith that's mutawatir. It can't. But the hadith which is ahad and the hadith which is mutawatir, whatever it benefits you, it doesn't matter. Both of them you have to implement. Are we all together, brothers? This is where a deviated group called the Mu'tazila came. They said, this hadith is ahad, it benefits speculation. It's not 100%. 
how can we implement something that's based on speculation and make it our religion? Our religion should be based upon what? Certainty. Are we all together? And because of that, they rejected what? The singular narrations in Aqeedah. Are we all together, brothers? Huh? Am I making sense here? We say what it benefits you and what it doesn't benefit you doesn't matter. Huh? You have to implement it. Are we all together? Number two. Is all of the ahad benefiting our speculation? Does all of the ahad benefit our speculation? No. Oh, by the way, all this I'm mentioning is taken from the book, okay? All of the ahad don't benefit our speculation. Two times the ahad benefits our certainty like the mutawatir benefits our certainty. Are we all together? When is it? When Bukhari and Muslim both narrate it, number one. The ahad in Bukhari and Muslim is equal to the mutawatir in terms of certainty. Why? Because of the consensus of the ummah on Bukhari and Muslim that pushed it up. Are we all together? And the ahad that's narrated musalsalun bil a'imma the ahad that's narrated from great imams like a hadith, Ahmed narrated it from Imam al-Shafi'i, who narrated from Imam Malik. And Imam Malik narrated from Nafi'i. Nafi'i narrated from Ibn Umar. Ibn Umar narrated from the Prophet. This hadith is musalsalun bil a'imma. The great imams have narrated it. Ahmed ibn Hanbal, Imam al-Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Nafi'i, Mawla ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar, and then the Prophet. This one, even though it's one, 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 it's, it's stronger than 20 other people. Ahmed by himself is stronger than 20 people. Shafi is stronger than 20 people by himself because of his hifd and his itqan. Malik is stronger than 20 people by himself or 30 people by himself. Are we all together? And Imam Uddara who said, if Ahmed narrates a hadith by himself and 50 men stand by themselves and say something else, wallahi, I'll take Ahmed. Are we all together? So, the ahad that's in Bukhari and Muslim is called al-muhtafu bil-qara'in. That's what Ibn Hajar mentions here. Al-Muhtafu bil Qara'in means it's been pushed up. The second type of ahad, which is Muhtaf bil Qara'in, that's been pushed up, is the one that's narrated by Imams. Like Ahmed, Shafi'i, and whatnot. Are we all together? Why did I choose the Senate of Malik and Nafi' and Ibn Umar? Why did I choose that one? Specifically, why did I choose that? Li'annahu asahul asanid. It's considered to be one of the, the most, the greatest chain. Nafi' you know, Malik and Nafi' and Ibn Umar. Uh, you see, Ibn Umar, uh, Iraqi, he says, Imsakuna an hukmina ala sanad bi anahu asahu mutlaqan waqad khadabihi qawmun faqila malikun an nafi'in bima rawahu anhu nasiku. Nasiku means Ibn Umar. Are we all together? Naam. So now we finished, we finished the hadith ahad in terms of what? In terms of its number. We finished that, right? Mashur, Aziz, and Gharib. Now we're going to go into the second type of Ahad, right? Which is what? Maqbul and Mardud. Then we're going to go into the Maqbul first. We divided the Maqbul into how many? Two, right? Maqbul in terms of its levels, and that is Sahih and Hassan. And the Sahih is Sahih Lidati, Sahih Ligayri, Hassan Lidati, and Hassan Ligayri. And the second type of Maqbul is what? In terms of implementation. And that is Ma'amulun bi, Ma'amulun bi. Ma'amulun bi is what? 
muhkam and the mansukh and ghayru ma'mul bihi is the nasikh sorry sorry this is nasikh and this is mansukh and the mukhtalif al-hadith yeah now we're going to go into that فالأول المتواتر المفيد للعلم اليقيني بشروطه والثاني المشهور وهو المستفيض على الرأي والثالث العزيز وهي وليس شرطا للصحيح خلافا لمن زعمه والرابع الغريب وكلها سوى الأول أحاد وفيها المقبول والمردود لدوقف الاستدلال بها على البحث أن أحوال رواتها دون الأول وقد يقع فيها ما يفيد العلم النظري على بالقرائن على المختار ثم الغرابة إما أن تكون في أصل السند أو لا فالأول الفرض المطلق والثاني الفرض النسبي ويقل إطلاق الفرضية عليه وخبر الأحاد من أقل عدل تام ضبط متصل السند غير معلل ولا شاذ هو صحيح لذاته وتتفاوت رتبه بتفاوت هذه الأوصاف ومن ثم قدم صحيح البخاري ثم مسلم ثم شرطهما فإن خف الضبط فالحسن لذاته وبكثرة طرقه يصحه فإن جمع فللتردد في الناقل حيث تفر the author here, Rahimahullah, Hafiz ibn Hajar, he goes into a mas'ala known as the gharib that we mentioned right now. What did we say? The mashur, aziz, and gharib. He mentions that the gharib happens in two ways. Write this down. The gharib is two types. Ibn Hajar mentions that. He says that the gharib is two types. What's another name for gharib? Al-fard. So I'm going to use the word fard, inshallah. Al-fard al-mutlaq and al-fard al-nisbi. Okay? That's the two types of gharib. The two types of gharib. What is it? Gharib mutlaq, gharib nisbi. I'm a fard mutlaq, fard nisbi, however you want to say it. What does al-fard al-mutlaq and fard nisbi mean? Fard mutlaq means when the singular comes from the beginning of the chain. Meaning from the side of the companion. Meaning it comes from one person narrating it from the Prophet and he becomes like that. That's fard mutlaq. From the top of the chain. Like in fard nisbi is when 50 people heard it from the Prophet. And then those 50 people, guess who heard it from them? Only one person. Now this became singular in the middle, not from the beginning. Does that make sense? That's called fard nisbi. Are we all together? So that hadith is called gharib, by the way. We won't look at the fact that 50 people narrated it from the Prophet Because all of those 50 go back to what? They all go back to one person. So we'll call this gharib, uh, uh, we'll call this gharib, uh, nisbi, I'm a fard nisbi. Are we all together, brothers? Can I ask a question? Yeah, problem. Uh, how does how does that work? Do you mean one person said fifty Sahaba narrated it, or do you mean? No, he said I heard from Abu Huraira, Ibn Umar. Uh, this this he mentioned all the companions. All of them said that the Prophet said. This is called fard nisbi. We look at the bare minimum and we give the ruling to that. Okay? Now pay attention to this. 
that was a side point that the author mentioned. Now we're going to go into the sahihun lidatihi and sahihun lighayri. Hasanu lidati and hasanu lighayri. We're going to go into that now. What is a hadith which is sahih, first of all? Sahihun lidati, what is it? Hadith which is sahihun lidati, what does it mean? Yeah? Hadith which is sahihun lidatihi, what does it mean? It means three things are found and two things are missing. Three things are present. Three things are wujudi. And two things are absent. This is when the hadith is called sahihun lidatihi. Any hadith that is called sahihun lidatihi is when three things are present and two things are missing. What are the three things that are present? Tamudabd. Complete precision of the narrators. Second condition is mutasilus sanadi. The chain is connected. The chain is connected. Each person heard from the other person. Are we all together? And the third one is ta and uh, sorry ta adlun. The narrators have integrity. The the complete integrity of the narrators. Complete integrity of the narrators. Those three that I just mentioned have to be present and two have to be absent. What are the two that have to be absent? Did I write, did you guys write down the three that have to be present? The integrity of the narrators is there. They have integrity, adala. Second thing is that they, are, they have precision, hifd. That has to be there, complete precision by the way. And the third thing that needs to be there is that the chain has to be connected. Those three have to be there. What has to be missing? Two things have to be missing. They have to be absent. What is it? No hidden defect. No hidden defect. There can't be no hidden defect. And the second one is And there can't be no opposition. There can't be no opposition. Be careful. Some of you might think to yourselves, whoa, 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 whoa stop. What's the difference between mu'allal, which is a defect, and the disconnection of the chain and the weakness of the narrators? Isn't that not a defect? So that's why I said hidden defect. Okay? That's if you guys understood the question. If not, then no problem. If it didn't come to your mind, no problem. Let me now mention something else. The precision of the narrators is two types. Write this down. The precision of the narrator is two types. Precision of the chest and precision of his books. It's called Dabtu Sadrin wa Dabtu Kitabin. He has precision in his what? In, in his memory. He's a ha Whenever he's asked a hadith, he narrates it straight away. Ah. And another person has got a precision in their books. Meaning, they read this in their book and whenever they are asked to bring it out, they know where it is exactly in their book. That's also a form of precision. But he's not the same level as who? The one who's got precision in his what? In his mind. Very good. Brothers, now listen to this. We've just learnt hadith which is what? Sahihun lidati. Because we're talking about sahihun lidatihi, what book claimed siha? Claimed authenticity. 
Imam Bukhari. Before Bukhari, no one ever claimed this. Bukhari was the first man to come and say, everything in this book of mine is going to be sahih. He's the first to come with that. Okay? That's why when the scholars, they went and they didn't just take his claim for it. He said, okay, you believe your book is authentic. Hey, give it to us. It got checked. And it got scrutinized and looked at. Are we all together? And it got checked again. And then again. And then again. And then again. Not one person. Not two people. A handful of scholars went after it. From them, and the most prominent of them are the following. Number one. Al-Imam Dara Qutni, rahimahullah. Al-Imam Dara Qutni. Write his name down. Dara Qutni. Dara Qutni, he followed up Bukhari. And there were some things he didn't agree with. In Sahih al-Bukhari, Dara Qutni. Was it a, the whole hadith he rejected? No, wordings. Wordings in the hadith. That he said, this wording, no. Wordings. We're not talking about chains and the whole entire hadith. Wordings that Bukhari got questioned for. That's one. Second person who went after Bukhari to go after it and to check it was Abu Mas'ud al-Dimashqi. Abu Mas'ud al-Dimashqi, rahimahullah ta'ala. He also brought things that he, he questioned Bukhari for. And the third one is Abu Ali al-Jayani, rahimahullah. Abu Ali al-Jayani. Abu Ali al-Jayani, rahimahullah. Those are the three most prominent men who went after Bukhari. After they died and they passed away and they brought out their criticism against Bukhari and what they believed regarding his book, Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Asqalaniyu, when he was explaining Sahih Bukhari, in the introduction of Sahih Bukhari, his explanation, the introduction of it, the explanation, Ibn Hajar explained Sahih Bukhari, right? He called it Fathul Bari. He made an introduction that he was writing for 16 years. Ibn Hajar was writing it for how many years? The author of this book wrote an introduction for his explanation of Sahih Bukhari for 16 years, one six. And he called it Hadusari. And some scholars they say, no, don't call it Hadusari, call it Hudasari. There's a dispute in the way you should pronounce the name of the book. In there, Ibn Hajar went after Dara Qutni and Abu Mas'ud al-Dimashqi. And Abu Ali al-Jayani. And he refuted all three of them. And he said, Bukhari is correct. Hadith after hadith. Brought their arguments and responded to it. Brought their arguments and responded to it. Brought their arguments and responded to it. فَبَقِيَ الْبُخَارِي Sahih al-Bukhari remained clean and far from criticism. Are we all together? The people who criticized Sahih al-Bukhari, you pay attention to it. They criticized Bukhari and the hadiths in there through the science of hadith. Not based on logic. And the hadith doesn't make sense to me. Mentally, it doesn't make sense to me. How could this happen? That's not how they went. They went through the hadith on the science of hadith. And they have every right to do that because Bukhari is a human being. He's not infallible. His works can go under scrutiny. The only book, brothers, that's going to remain authentic. That's going to be without no mistakes and errors is which one? Kalamullah Azawajal. The speech of Allah, the Quran only. Everything else can go under scrutiny. And it can be criticized. 
and it can be. Are we all together? But if you go about criticizing Imam al-Bukhari Sahih based on logic, based on desires, then your rejection of that hadith is not rejection of Bukhari, but is that you want to criticize the Prophet. Are we all together, brothers? You can't use Abu Mas'ud al-Dimashqi and Abu Ali al-Jayani and Dar al-Qutni as an excuse. They went about it through the science. Are we all together? So Imam al-Bukhari was sahih. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's a human being. There are some mistakes in there. There are, there are. There are some mistakes that are in his sahih, which we'll see inshallah ta'ala that he did in the hadith that he brought. But to say in sahih al-Bukhari, there's a hadith bitamamihi in its completeness is weak, is wrong. There are wordings that, you, that were, he was criticized for, wordings that were in the hadith. And Al-Imam al-Bukhari, when he wrote his sahih brothers, he sat down, he wrote the hadith in his sahih, and then he played two rak'ah for every single hadith. Like two rak'ah for every hadith, he puts in there. Doing istikhara of Allah, consult Ya Allah, and putting his hadith in this for the ummah. Are we all together, brothers? After Bukhari came Muslim. And Imam Muslim came and he said the same thing. He said, my hadith is going to be. By the way, Bukhari, the reason why he wrote his sahih was one day he was sitting in the gathering of his teacher, Ishaq ibn Rahuya. Ishaq was talking and Ishaq is the teacher of Imam al-Bukhari. And he said in the gathering, only if someone could come and write an authentic book, it would be so good. Because all the other hadith books before Bukhari, they gathered all the hadith in there and they didn't authenticate it. If only someone came and just brought what the Prophet said and did, the hadith which are sahiha. Bukhari was sitting there. The idea was brought to his mind by his teacher. He's not like us, who had low aspiration. Yeah, brothers, these scholars, these things would ignite in their hearts aspiration for the knowledge of the deen and then they will go work and you know exert effort and hard work in it he got up and he made sure that he wrote the most authentic book after the Quran Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah the scholars they say that was one of the reasons why he wrote it the second reason the scholars mention is that he had a dream he had a dream and the dream that he had was the Prophet sallallahu there were flies that were going on him and Imam al-Bukhari was standing on top of the Prophet sallallahu and he was getting rid of the flies that were going on him. He was using a, uh, and something to get rid of the flies from going on the Prophet. And then he asked the interpretation of this dream and then they said that you are going to authenticate. You are going to do, sift through the hadiths of the Prophet sallallahu and get rid of anything that is uh, unauthentic and that is not from his statement meaning the flies are the weak narrations that are trying to go on him and you'll take you'll get rid of it and you're saying that these are not what the prophet said or did are we all together and that made him work hard to write the most authentic book there is no book even the Torah that we have today and the Bible and everything that we have today Bukhari is more authentic than it kitab, we said it is the most authentic book after the Quran on this earth today it's then sad that some people don't know this book they don't study this book they don't give consideration to this book they don't want to know the gems and the jewels that are in this book that Imam al-Bukhari exerted rahimahullah ta'ala and Imam al-Bukhari brothers was not an Arab no he wasn't an Arab Imam al-Bukhari was from Uzbekistan today Uzbekistan that's where he's from 
And if you look at his description, Bukhari was more of a, he had Chinese looks than he looked than a, an, like an Arab. Rahimahullah. Are we all together? He worked hard like him. And he got to a level that even his teachers, wallahi, one of the things that were mentioned in the life of Imam al-Bukhari was that if he came into a halaqah and he sat down, the teachers that were narrating would start to shiver when Bukhari would enter. If he walked into the halaqah, they would shiver and be scared because of his quwwah how strong his memorization was. And there were many times that he spoke to his teachers and he said, Sheikh, what you're saying is wrong. That's not the narration. Correct it. The Sheikh would say, no, I'm right. And he would say, where did you get it from? And he said, it's in my original copy that I written. Bukhari goes, go to your original copy and verify. And the Sheikh would go and look. You're right, Bukhari. You're right. I did a mistake. You're right. You're right. Are we all together? Rahimahullah. So Imam al-Bukhari's kitab is the most authentic book. And then after that is who? Al-Imam al-Muslim. How do you reconcile between that and the statement of um, Al-Imam al-Shafi'i? Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, he said, مَا رَأَيْتُ تَحْتَ أَدِيمِ السَّمَاءِ كِتَابٌ مِنْ مَالِكٍ Al-Imam al-Shafi'i said, I have never seen a book more authentic than the muwatta of Al-Imam Malik. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i is saying that. And the statement that we are saying now, which is that Bukhari is more authentic. The way to reconcile between that is that Shafi'i never saw the Bukhari Sahih. Are we all together? Bukhari Sahih. And Imam Shafi'i never saw it. Rather benefit this from me, brothers. The six books of hadith. The six books of hadith. All of them came after the four madhabs. They all came after the four madhabs. And Imam Abu Hanifa. Al-Imam Malik, Al-Imam Shafi'i, and Al-Imam Ahmed. It came after them. Those books came into existence after they fought in Madhabs. Are we all together, brothers? And the six books of Hadith are what? Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and Nasa'i. Those are the six mothers in our religion. The most authentic one is Bukhari. وَأَوَّلُ مَنْ صَنَّفَ فِي الصَّحِيحِ مُحَمَّدٌ وَخُصَّ بِالتَّرْجِيحِ وَمُسْلِمٌ بَعْدُ وَبَعْضُ الْغَرْبِ مَعْ أَبِي عَلِيٍ فَضَّلُوا ذَا لُونَ فَعْ وَلَمْ يَعُمَّاهُ وَلَكِنْ قَلَّمَا عِنْدَ ابْنِ الْأَخْرَمِ مِنْهُ قَدْ فَاتَهُمَا وَرُدَّ لَكِنْ قَالَ يَحْيَى الْبَرُّ لَمْ يَفُتِ الْخَمْسَةَ and other scholars from um, Maghrib. Maghrib is uh, Tunisia, uh, Morocco, um, Algeria. These places, Maghrib al-Arabi. Maghrib al-Arabi is that side. And the other side is the Maghrib of Andalus. Spain was once a Muslim land. Anyways, the ulama al-Maghariba in Maghrib, they, they like Muslim more. They give more weight to the Muslim than they give to what? Bukhari. The ulama al-Maghariba, the majority of them, they, you see them, they explain more Muslim sahih than Bukhari. And they give that virtue. The reason why they give virtue to Muslim one is because Muslim, the way he structured his sahih is better than the way Bukhari did. Okay? Lakin who's better? In terms of authenticity, Bukhari. And who's better in terms of structure? 
So if you want to memorize, as a student of knowledge, you want to memorize the, book, the two books, which one should you start with memorizing first? Muslim. Why? Because of the way it's written. Muslim is organized and better structured, so for memorization-wise, it's better to start with Muslim's one. Are we all together? But, but, but the person we're talking about memorizing Muslim is the person who memorized the Quran first. Yeah. And memorized Arba'un Anawiyan, Bulughul Maraman, Umdatul Ahkaman, Riyadhul Salihinan, and Lu'ul Wal Marjan fi Matafaqa Ali Shaykhanan. When you finish those books, you go to Muslim. You don't just open Muslim straight away and memorize that. Pay attention now. So the poet he said, لَقَدْ تَشَاجَرَ قَوْمٌ فِي الْبُخَارِيُّ وَمُسْلِمٌ فَقَالُوا بِأَيِّ ذَيْنٍ تَقَدَّمُوا لَقَدْ فَاقَ الْبُخَارِيُّ صِحَةً كَمَا فَاقَ الْمُسْلِمُ صَنَعَةً That the people argued about Bukhari and Muslim. Which one is given virtue? Bukhari over Muslim. Why is Bukhari better than Muslim in terms of, in terms of authenticity? Three reasons. Three reasons why Bukhari is better in terms of authenticity than Muslim. Number one. The people that have been criticized, the people, the men that have been criticized, the narrators that have been criticized in Bukhari are less than the ones that have been criticized in, by an Imam Muslim. Are we all together? Number two, the people that have been criticized by Bukhari and Muslim, a lot of the people that have been criticized by Imam al-Bukhari are his teachers. His own teachers, that he knows their situation better than the ones who are criticizing them. Whereas Muslim, a lot of the times the people he's been criticized for are people that are not his teachers. That's the second reason. So first, the number of people that have been criticized, the men that have been criticized in Sahih al-Bukhari are less in number than those which have been criticized by Imam al-Bukhari, Imam Muslim. Muslim has more numbers and Bukhari has less numbers. Two, the men that when criticized from Bukhari, a lot of them are his teachers. Whereas Muslim, a lot of them are not his teachers. And a man knows his teachers better than those who are, than those who talk about him, right? Dar Qutni and Abu Mas'ud al-Dimashqi and Abu Ali al-Jayani. We're not going to ask them about Bukhari's teachers. They don't know Bukhari's teacher. He knows his teachers better. Are we all together? And the third reason is because Bukhari is the teacher and Muslim is the student. And Imam Dar Qutni said, if Bukhari didn't exist, Muslim would never have come into the equation, nor would he have ever left. Uh, who taught Muslim? Hadith. Huh? Huh? Of course, the conditions, which again goes back to the issue of narrators. Which is sahih. Some of the scholars they mentioned the conditions of Bukhari are more stronger than those of Muslims. Naam. Naam. So after Bukhari and Muslim, what comes next? So the hadith, write it down. This is the way that the hadith are the strongest. Number one is Matafaqaha Ali Shaykhan. Any hadith Bukhari and Muslim both agree on is the highest level. It's the strongest. Second comes, huh? yeah, that which Bukhari narrated. And then after that, 
what Muslim narrated. And then after that, what is of their condition, both of their conditions. Ala Min al-Bukhari Muslim. And then after that, the ones that are on the condition of your only of Bukhari and those which are then the conditions of an Imam Muslim. What does that mean? Don't busy yourself with that now, inshallah. We just, the issue of shart and the conditions of Bukhari, what does that mean? We'll do that in Ikhtisar Ulum al Hadith. Now, brothers, let me mention something. What were the five conditions I just mentioned for Sahih? That three that had to be present and two need to be absent. What were they? Yeah? What was the first condition? Complete precision of the narrator. Hey, what was the second condition? The chain is connected. And the third condition was what? The integrity of the narrators. Hey, yeah? Those three need to be present, right? If the precision of the narrator reduces, it's hasanun lidatihi. Write that down. If the precision reduces slightly, the hadith becomes what? Hasanun lidatihi. One of the narrator's memorization is a bit low. The hadith becomes what? Hasan ulidati. So far, what do we have? What have I given you? I have given you Sahih ulidati and what? Hasan ulidati. Pay attention to this. Brothers, please pay attention to this. If the Hasanul Lidati becomes many chains, it becomes what? Sahihul Lighirihi. Am I making sense? Yes, no? The hadith which is Hasanul Lidati was what? When the memorization slightly reduces, slightly goes a bit down. If the Hasanul Lidatihi comes in multitude, um, uh, not multitude, but uh, many other different narrations come. For example, a person whose memorization is low narrated this hadith. And also in another chain, another one whose memorization is low narrated it. And then another one, they're all narrating the same thing. But each chain, there's in there someone whose memorization is what? Is low. Small memory, small memory, small memory, small memory comes together and they become They push each other up to what? Does that make sense? If two men, one is missing his right eye and the other is missing his left eye they both can see the full picture because the other one's going to use the other one eye for the other one and the other's going to use the other eye for the other one. Sah? They all give each other strength to make the hadith to become sahih. But we can't call it sahih lidati because the, it becoming sahih didn't come from in and within itself. Where did it come from? Them supporting one another. That's why we say lighayrihi. Am I making sense?
Well, what's the problem with the gharib? The gharib is only one person narrating it. Ha, you mean the hadith which is gharibun, but it's hasanun li dhati yini. Ha, if there's a narrator, his memory is low. Sahih, you're right. Hada, sah. Yes, sahih, it can't be. Okay, another, another one now. Now what do we have? What did I give you? I gave you sahihun li dhatihi, sahihun li ghayri, and hasanun li dhatihi. The last one that you want from me is what? Hasanun li ghayri. Hasanun li ghayri means a hadith wherein it the narrator, the narrators, the narrators in that hadith are all weak. They are all da'if. But it came in multitude, I'm a large, diff, it came in different wordings. All of them are zero memorization. Zero, 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 zero. But they're all saying the same thing. They have weak memorization. It's not reduced memorization. Their memory is low, too low. So the hadith now has become da'if, da'if, da'if. It's not khafif al-dabd. It's su'ul hifd. Their memorization is bad, these people. They all have bad memory. But it's ten of them. Or it's six of them. Or it's five of them. Now it becomes Hasanul Ligayrihi. Then Hasanul Ligayrihi, it's weak hadiths, which its weaknesses is not very bad. It's not excessively bad, weak. When they come together, they become Hasanul Ligayrihi. Huh? It can be two. It can just be two. Two or more. Huh? Hasanul Ligayrihi. It's many weak narrations that have come together that strengthened each other. That's all it is. And that, that now became, made it Hasanul Ghayrihi. What's it? How? The difference is Sahul Ghayrihi, these people by, they're by themselves, they're authentic. You can take them. It's, it's just the memory went a bit low. They are Sahih. They mean they're Hasan. You can take it. You can act upon it. Like, no, he's asking, what's the difference between Sahihul Ghayrihi and Hasanul Ghayrihi? Sahihul Ligayrihi, the hadith, the hadith is maqbool, I accept it. All I have is a person whose memory is a bit low. And it's a bit low. Each one by itself is fine. You act upon it. Like in the hadith which is da'if, we don't implement it. We don't, we abandon it. But now we're not going to abandon it. The reason why we're not going to abandon it is many people have mentioned it. Does that make sense? Am I making sense, brothers? Ah, no, not integrity. Not integrity, brothers. Precision. Integrity in the hadith falls outside the realm of discussion. No one's integrity can be questioned. The hadith, if its integrity is questioned, then it goes towards either mawdu' or matruqul hadith. It's not. We're talking about the narrators being questioned here in terms of his precision. Imma his su'ul hifd, kathratul awham, mukhalafatu thiqat, um, the five that we mentioned. Okay, okay, let me break this down. Brothers, pay attention. It's a very good question, by the way. It's a question that a lot of people ask. What's the difference between Hassanun Ligayrihi and Sahihun Ligayrihi? The difference is the, has, the Sahihun Ligayrihi came from Hassanun Lidati, which it's which was implemented. The Sahihun Ligayrihi, Sahihun Ligayrihi, 
it's implemented before it even became Sahih al-Ghayri. Okay, I, can, I'll show you guys. Hey, stand up, stand up, stand up. You three stand up. They say a picture draws more than a thousand words. You narrated a hadith from him and he narrated it from him. Three of you, stand, stand here. Show your faces. Let the people see you guys. He narrated from him, who narrated from him. Three of them narrated each other. He's got a low memorization. And he's, got, he's, he's narrating it from the Prophet He's narrating from the Prophet. The Sahabi, I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to look at after that. So this chain is a weak person in this chain. But the weakness of this person, his memory is a bit low. Without having these two, I can still accept it from him. Because it's not da'if, the hadith is maqbool. It's hasan, just a bit low. Okay, I'll take you. But now he got support in this. These two came, and they also got the same problem, and they pushed him up to become sahih li ghayrihi. His one would have been implemented another if these two didn't come. Does that make sense? He was hasan li dati. He already was maqbool. He's Hassan, his hadith is good. Lacking the da'if is this problem. The da'if is that he was not accepted, he was not accepted, he was not accepted, all week. But they all came together. Now I'm like, okay, let me give you guys consideration. This is when it becomes Hassan Uli Ghayri. Does that make sense? No? Huh? You guys can sit down. Each one is a weak hadith. Ha. Ha. Okay. Walidalika, pay attention here. The hadiths that are really disputed and argumentations never finish and there's a back and forth on it is always Hassan al There's always arguments on it. Are you with me? Like what can be made as Hassan al Am I making sense or not? It's, it's tricky the first time, yeah? It's tricky. One, one clarification. Yeah? So, for the Hassan Ghayri, it's because the weakness in each narrator is something other than precision. Mm. Okay, that's it. Yeah, sahih. Whenever, okay, let me just tell you something. Whenever you hear the word lidati, it means it doesn't need help. It's it done, it's, it done a good job for itself. Ghayri means it, it got help from somewhere else. External force help came from it. Came, came to it. And then whenever you hear hadith is Hassanul Ligairihi, you know they're all weak. But there's too many of them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, we can. There's no problem. It's as long as there's no adala problem. Now that we have a problem now. Now, brothers, we have an issue. We've just studied that the Sahih and the Hassan are two separate things. We've understood it. We've all understood it, right? You know? You don't understand? Did you guys understand the difference between Sahih and Hassan? You did, right? Some of you are like, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> did you guys understand the difference between Sahih and Hassan? 
Yeah? One, one point. We have now got a problem now, which is what? If you've understood that they are two separate things, there's an imam who uses them together. And then he says, Hadithun Hasanun Sahih, Ajib. How do we work with that? Are we all together? Ibn Hajar goes into this. And that's none other than who? Al Imam Tirmidhi. Tirmidhi comes and he narrates a hadith and he says, how can it be Hassan and Sahih at the same time? They're two different things. Sah? So where, what do we say? Ibn Hajar says, and Ibn Hajar is wrong in these answers here, but we're not going to go into it. The two answers he gives, both of them are not right. They're not right answers. Like we won't, go into, we won't go into that For now just take the words of Ibn Hajar for us And the more we go up Yeah We'll explain it inshallah But if you go to Sunan Tirmidhi yourself Or Jami'u Tirmidhi yourself And you read this Jami' And you go through each hadith You will find that the answers Ibn Hajar gave Doesn't always answer all of the hadiths so, You'll see that And that's the job of a student of knowledge when a scholar says something, go check it and verify it. Verify it. Is that correct? How did he come with this? That's how you should be like. Ibn Hajar says, If Tirmidhi brings the two together, He said, When both of them are brought together, meaning the Sahih and the Hassan are both brought together, here there's a taraddud. Taraddud here means it's sahih oh hasan. That's what he means, Tirmidhi. He's, he's not sure. Tirmidhi is not sure. He's saying the hadith is either sahih or hasan. I still haven't made my mind up regarding it. That's the first reason why he said. And the second reason he said, that this hadith has two chains. One chain is sahih and one chain is what? Hassan. Those two answers are not. They are not what? It doesn't answer the reality of It doesn't. But again, I won't go into it now. But I did go into more details on my explanation online when I was doing jam, uh, the, this kitab. We did over 60 parts on this kitab, 60 hours. We went in details of every single point that half of them Hajar mentioned. And we gave the correct answers. Yeah? No, just know it. Keep it with you. And then when you go, inshallah ta'ala, to Jami'u Tirmidhi, or even if you want to go online and just watch that part of the video I mentioned, I don't know what part it was. But look for it and see it, inshallah ta'ala. And you see, I, I think I took an hour by itself just answering this point. And bring all the aqwal of those who said it and the positions in Jami'a Tirmidhi. But now we have to go fast. Hayyah, read it for us. The author here says, now we're going to go into a mas'ala which is, narrator who is strong, he adds something to a hadith. An additional thing, huh? 
It goes back to, um, to Hassan Laghiri, who said this from Hadith Mdu'i, but now it's about two or three people. I would say Hadith Mu'allal or Hadith Mushal, which is Da'if as well. If there is about three, four people who can rise to, can rise to um, Hassan, Hassan Laghiri. They can. Even if it's a shad or uh, Yeah, even if it's a shad. I mean, the, the problem with the shad is mukhalifah to thiqah. Like, in, if he has support from someone else, he's not a mukhalifah anymore. He's got jama'ah now. Hadith which is. Shad is mukhalifah to thiqah. Liman hu awthaku minu, sah? Imma hifdan aw adadan. It's one of two ways. Meaning that all the hadith that are could be raised to the level that. Not all the hadith which are da'if. Not all of the da'if. Lain al-da'if, we mentioned, some of them are ta'anu fi The criticism of the narrator. If it's min haythul adala, it can never be pushed up. A hadith which there's a rajul kathab in there, another kathab coming, and another kathab coming, another kathab coming, another kathab, it just makes the hadith look more of a kathib. It, makes, it strengthens the weakness of the hadith. Are we all together? If the hadith is mutamu bil kathib, or if the hadith is in there mubtadi' or if there's a hadith fasiq in there, لا Even that Jalaluddin al-Suyuti says that. Suyuti, in his alfiyah, he says if the hadith in there is a munkar, a person who's munkar, he says, in If the nakara is brought together, That's weak. Scholars say this is wrong. And that's why he authenticated the hadiths of the Prophet's parents and being killed, uh, parents being resurrected again for the Prophet, and then the Prophet saying to them, who am I? And then them saying, I'm, you are the Prophet of Allah. And then them saying, ashadu wa la ilaha wa ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah. That hadith which is munkar, suyuti said is sahih. Are we all together? Suyuti said is sahih. Walidhalika him and sakhawi went back and forth on this hadith for a long time. So what we say is that nu'iyyatu da'af, if we look at the type of da'af it is. If the da'af is min ajli, mathalan, if it's inqita'u fi sanat, shuduth, or if it's dabtul rawi, these three we will say yartaqi ila siha, wa fi ba'dil halati la. Some situations, la, it doesn't. Wa ziyadatu rawihi ma maqbulatun ma lam taqa' munafiyatan liman huwa awthaq. What about if a person who is, this is a mas'ala I want you to know, Shad and Ziyadatu Thiqa. This is one of the biggest back and forths in Ilm al-Hadith. Which is opposition of a narrator. And what about an additional information that is brought from a narrator? It's a problem. We won't go into that right now, but Ibn Hajar said it's accepted. If it comes from a person who's strong, it's accepted. Hiya. فإن خولف بأرجح فالراجح المحفوظ ومقابله الشاذ ومع ضعف الراجح المعروف ومقابله المنكر. Pay attention here. A person who's strong in his memorization opposed other people. What is the hadith called? Shadh. Shadh, I mentioned it before, it's opposition. A person who's good at memorization, he's good in every form, but somehow he opposed other people. His hadith is called what? Shadh. And the other people who opposed him, who are more than him in number, what are their hadiths called? Mahfuz. Their one's called Mahfuz, and his one's called Shad. 
What about if he's weak? He's weak. And then he opposes other people. His hadith is called Munkar and their hadith is called Ma'roof. So opposition can come from two people. It can come from someone who's got memorization and someone who's weak in memorization. The one who is strong in memorization, if he opposes other people, his narration is called Shad and the other people's narration is called what? Mahfuz. But if he's weak and then he opposes other people, his narration is called Munkar and their narration is called Ma'roof. Naam. والفرض النسبي يوافقه غيره فهو المتابع وإن وجد متن يشبهه فهو الشاهد وتتبع الطرق لذلك هو الاعتبار Remember we took that the غريب is two types, right? Did we not mention that the غريب is two types? Yeah, we did. We said that the غريب is two types. غريب مطلق and غريب, غريب what? نسبي. The غريب which is نسبي which happens in the middle of the chain. If that person, the one person 50 people narrated it from one person narrated it from him this is called Ghirib Nisbi in the middle if he finds someone who supports him in it from another chain this is called Mutaba'ah what's that called? it's called Mutaba'ah someone supported him in this are we all together? that's Mutaba'ah but what about if he didn't find anyone that anyone that follows him within he didn't but there is another hadith that's similar, similar to what? To the meaning that in this hadith, it's similar in another hadith, similar. Then this is called a shahid. We say this hadith has a shahid. It doesn't have a mutaba'ah, but it has a shahid. Are we all together? And the following of this, meaning researching and opening the books to find whether this hadith has a mutaba'ah or whether it has a shahid, is called in ilmul hadith al-i'tibar. Am I making sense? No. Al-Fardu Nisbi. Fardu Nisbi, I said, is a person, one person in the middle of the chain, he's narrated by himself. If he finds someone else that comes and narrates it with him, it's called a mutaba'ah. And Imam Shafi'i is in the middle by himself here. And then guess what? We find Imam Malik narrating the same thing with him. Shafi'i has now received a support from Malik. It's called a mutaba'ah. So we'll say even though the hadith is fard nisbi in this particular chain, like it has a mutaba'ah from Malik ibn Anas. And it's called another chain. That's why this one's called fard nisbi. But what about if Imam al-Shafi'i doesn't have someone who's doing mutaba'ah with him, but there is a similar hadith from another companion, because Shafi'i is one, it's from Ibn Umar, and the other wording is from Abu Hurairah. This, but it's similar in meaning. It's similar in meaning. This is called a shahid. Shahid meaning, Shafi'i has now got this hadith, someone else is agreeing with the meaning of this hadith in there. And what about the fact that we will look into the chain and we will look for every narrator, whether there is someone who agrees with him or whether there isn't. This is called the i'tibar. This is called the what? Al-i'tibar. Naam. Yeah. 
ثم المقبول إن سلم من المعارضة فهو المحكم وإن عرض بمثله فإن أمكن الجمع فهو مختلف الحديث أو لا ثبت المتأخر فهو الناسخ والآخر متأخر متأخر فهو الناسخ والآخر المنسوخ وإلا في التر وإلا في وإلا في الترجيح ثم التوقف. The author now here goes into what we were talking about the مقبول in terms of implementation. We finished the the مقبول in terms of what the number of narrators. صحيح and حسن. We finished that now. Now we're going into what in terms of implementation. Okay, brothers. In terms of what implementation. I just want to say something before I carry on, brothers. I'm not exaggerating. This book, I think I've taught it more than 50 times. And every time I read it, something new comes out for it, from it. So you shouldn't expect for today's class, you to understand it like, like it is. It won't happen. But every time something's going to come and make sense to you. Like, mm, okay, now I understand. It. Are we all together? Don't get heart, what I'm trying to say to you is don't get heartbroken if you don't understand it straight away and you're like, this is going over my head, subhanAllah. Just because someone, something's going over your head, you don't stop. You go over it again. And then again. And again, until it becomes what? Until it, be, it goes into your head. Are we all together, brothers? So the kitab, of course, the, guy, the, imam, the imam who wrote it is Ibn Hajar. And of course... He's, he's giving you the khulasa. He's giving you the summary of all those years of his knowledge in one place. For you to understand it in one little dawra, four hours, it's not gonna. So, inshallah ta'ala, repetition. Go over it again and again and again and again and again. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't just walk away and say, you know what, subhanallah, I tried it once. I came to a dawra. I came with the intention. I tried my best. It didn't go through my head. Maybe this is not for me. I'm just going to go to KFC. Yeah? Yeah? No. Make sure that you go over it again. And again. Brothers, this is... Right now, the biggest attack on Islam today is through this. This is your, your religion. It's been attacked from this perspective. Uh, we don't want to take hadith. We only take the Quran. Huh? Rejecting the sunnah, right? You need to learn the, and understand the sunnah the way it is. And have knowledge of ilm of it. So give, give it in, uh, attention. Are you there? Ah. Huh. Yeah, Shahid. Meaning. It can be meaning, and even if it wants, it can be in the wording, no problem. Okay, the hadith that in terms of implement, the hadith which is maqbul, in terms of implementation is how many types? Ma'amulun bi and ghayru ma'amulun bi, sah? The ma'amulun bi, we said it's two types, which is muhkam, right? We mentioned at the beginning, muhkam. What is a hadith which is muhkam? A hadith which is a muhkam is a hadith that doesn't have any other interpretation except this. This is all that it has. This is the only meaning that's been taken from it. That's good. The other opposite side is what? Hadith which is? A hadith which is muhtalaf al-hadith. The opposite of muhkam is muhtalif. 
Both ways, it's said. And some scholars, they said, لا, it's only مختلف. That's what some scholars say. Anyways, the point is, you can say both. مختلف الحديث means what? It's a hadith where the meaning is disputed. Meaning there's one wording that's affirming it and there's another word that's, that's not. An example for that is where the Prophet said لا عدوى ولا طيارة ولا هامة ولا سفر ولا غولة The Prophet said in the hadith لا عدوى ولا طيارة لا عدوى means what? There is no illness that, sub, that, that, that can go to another person. There's no transmittable illnesses. So, you don't have to worry about anyone who's got any illness. Just sit next to them. No problem. If they cough in your face, no problem. You can't, the illness won't come to you. That's what this hadith is saying. And then in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ is saying, Firra. The Prophet is saying, Run. Minal majdumi, the one who has leprosy. Firaraka minal asadi, the way you run away from a lion. Okay? How do you reconcile that with this one? This is called Mukhtalaful hadith. This hadith is not muhkam. Some scholars, they wrote, wrote books on this one. They wrote books on the concept of Mukhtalaful Hadith. One of the best books written on this is the kitab written by Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, rahimahullah. He called it Sharh Ma'ani Al-Athar. This is what the whole book is about. Sharh Ma'ani Al-Athar, the great Hanafi scholar. What he did was, Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, he got each hadith that seemed to be contradicting one another. He brings one hadith and then he brings the next one next to it. And he says, hey, what do you think? This one is this one, this one. And then he shows you how to bring them together. But because he's a Hanafi, he will bring them back together according to the Hanafi usul. Are we all together? The Imam al-Tahawi. He uses the Hanafi principles to respond to it. So at the end of the book, at the end of the book you become a what? A Hanafi. Are we all together? And Imam al-Tahawi, as you all know, he used to be a Shafi'i. He used to be a Shafi'i. He's, him and his uncle, Imam al-Muzani, I mentioned it, right? They had a back and forth with each other. And Imam Muzani was a bit hard on him. And then he goes, you know what? Forget this whole madhab you guys are talking about. I'm Hanafi from today. And saying that you're a Hanafi at that time was like ridda, apostasy. Because of the way that the Hanaf and the Shafi'iyah were towards each other. They hated each other. Hated each other. They wouldn't pray behind each other. Hated each other so much. Those two madhabs hate each other so much. And Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, you left the great madhab. Madhab Al-Imam Shafi'i. Why? Why would you go to Hanafi madhab? Anyways, he did that. And he left it. And there are other scholars who left the Hanafi madhab, became Shafi'iyya like Abu Mudhafar Sam'ani. 30 years he was a Hanafi, and 20 years he was a Shafi'i. 50 years of his life. What he did was, may Allah honor him, fi dunya wal akhira. I mean, he's dead now. But what he did was, the 30 years, what he learned from the Hanafi madhab, he brought it to, with him to the Shafi'i madhab, and he broke the Hanafi madhab into pieces. He responded to all of this because there was a back and forth. There was a rivalry between the two madhabs. They used to refute each other. And the Shafi'iyah, at one point, they came to a halt. They couldn't respond to the Ahnaf. Um, especially Abu Zayd al-Dabusi, when he wrote his kitab, they couldn't respond because of the, the, the answers, the fiqh issues. Until Allah brought Abu Mudhafar Sama'ani, who 30 years was a, Shaf a Hanafi, became a Shafi'i, and then he responded to all of their issues and he wrote his uh, book Qawatul Adillah two volumes and then the Shafi'iyah were happy with that and they have every right to be happy with that now
ثم المردود إما يكون لسقط أو طعن فسقط إما يكون I'm going to come to it in Al-Waraqat. But the Nasikh and the Mansuq are many, they come in many forms. The first one is, Ma warada fin nas. The abrogation has come from the Prophet. The Prophet told us that the previous ruling was abrogated. Like when the Prophet said in the hadith, in Sahih Muslim, in the hadith of Buraida, Kuntu nahaytukum an ziyarati al-quburi fazuruha, fa inna tudakkirukum bil-akhirah. Kuntu, I used to be one who prohibited you from visiting the graves. Now I'm commanding you to go and visit the graves. So the Prophet is abrogating what? The previous ruling and now he's saying go and visit the graves so men and women can go and visit the graves men and women they can all go visit the graves that's the strongest opinion like in the women cannot follow the janazah the women cannot follow the janazah but the women can and go visit the graves and there are some scholars who believe that she can't visit the graves but that's a weak opinion okay that's a what they believe that they believe that now ah Muhammad Abdul Wahab and his grandchildren, all of them believe women cannot go visit the graves. And Fatul Majid, the Kitab al Tawheed, like in Shaykh al Islam Taymiyyah, is of the opposite opinion. And that's the strongest because the Prophet said, Kuntu nahaytukum an ziyaratil quburi. I used to prohibit you from visiting graves. Go now visit the graves. The women, they fall under that as well. Second thing is that Aisha said, Ya Rasulullah, when I go and visit the graves, what should I say? And he said to her, say to her, Assalamu alaikum. Say Assalamu alaikum to the people of the graves. Assalamu alaikum, ya ahla dara qawmi muslimin wa inna insha'Allah bikum lahiqun. Nas'alullah lana wa lakum. Make dua for them. And make them and respond to the, the dead by saying to them, Assalamu alaikum. So why would Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, um, why would the Prophet teach her this if she can't go and visit the graves? So she can. And the women, they need... The same thing that the men need, which is to soften their hearts. Yeah. They not? The second form of abrogation is what? The second way is, if one companion, and if one companion states that this was the last of the two affairs. He goes, this used to be the case, and now the Prophet said this to us. Sahabi says this. Like, um, Jabir, what he said. He said, The last of the two affairs was, was this. So we know this is Mansukh. Because Sahab is telling us. The third one is, We can know it through the tarikh, looking at the tarikh. We look at the, this one happened in Mecca and this one happened in Medina. Okay, good. Lakin, Ibn Hajar mentioned something here. I'm going to come to you. Ibn Hajar mentioned here, Rahimahullah, that some people do a big mistake. And what they do is they confuse looking at the tarikh based upon a companion taking Islam after another companion. So they say, for example, Abu Huraira narrated this, and Abu Huraira was only a companion for four years. Because he was only, sorry, not four years. He only stayed with the Prophet for four years. And this was narrated from, Mathalan, Abdullah ibn Umar. And Abdullah ibn Umar was before Abu Huraira. So we're going to take Abu Huraira's one as the last one. And Ibn Umar's one as the first one. Ibn Hajjah says that's wrong. Because Sahabas narrate from one another. Are we all together? 
No, the nasikh is the one and the mansukh. The nasikh we implement and the mansukh we don't implement. The nasikh is the one that's abrogating. And the mansukh is the one that's been abrogated. That's the difference. Muhkam means a hadith that has only one meaning in it. Like إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل مريء ما نوى. No one, miss, everyone understands what that means. It's muhkam. Okay. لكن مختلف أما مختلف. It means when there is a difference in the understanding of this hadith. هذا هو. Like people are differing on it. So in that scenario, both of the hadith become مختلف and you don't act on either of them. Is that what? Some people will implement this one. Some will implement this one. Some will try to bring it together. A whole procedure starts. نعم. ثم المردود إما يكون لسقط أو طعن فسقط إما يكون من مبادئ سند من مصنف من مصنف أو من آخره بعد التابعي أو غير ذلك. The author رحمه الله now goes into the مردود. We finished the مقبول. الحمد لله. We're now going to go into the what? The مردود. The مردود is how many types, brothers? The مردود is how many types? You guys went to sleep. What happened? Brothers. What happened? You guys went to sleep. Brain's tired now. Sitched off. The mardud is two types. A hadith which is mardud because of what? The disconnection. And the second one is what? The criticism of the narrator. The disconnection. How many types did we say? Two types. Zahir and what? Khafi. The zahir is which one? What's the first one? Let's, let's do it in chronological order, the way the author did it. I didn't do it in a good order. The first one is Mu'allaq. Let's do it in the order that the author did it in. You guys have the four, which is not a problem. Like, let's do it in the order that the author did it. The first one is Mu'allaq. Mu'allaq is when the author of a book doesn't mention his teacher. Like Imam al-Bukhari who doesn't mention his teacher. It's called what? It's called Mu'allaq. So Bukhari jumps to his teacher's teacher. We say this hadith is Mu'allaq. Because Bukhari, where's your teacher? Are we all together? The second one is Mursal. Mursal is when a Tabi'i, Tabi'i, you all know who he is, right? The Tabi'i is the student of the companion. He never saw the Prophet. When the Tabi'i says, Qala Rasulullah, the messenger said. They were going to say, you didn't see the Prophet. Who is missing? The third one is, Two people consecutively drop, which is called Mu'dal. The third one is Mu'dal. Two people next to each other are missing, next to each other. They're both being dropped out. It's called Mu'dal. What is it called? Mu'dal. Well, Mu'dal is two people missing. Yeah, consecutively. Right next to each other. And the last one is munqatir, disconnection. Any disconnection is called munqatir. So the mursal is munqatir. The mu'allaq is a munqatir. The mu'dal is munqatir. And there's also a munqatir that can be none of the three, which is what? If randomly one person in the middle of the chain is missing, it can only be a munqatir. 
those three, those four are what? Those, those are bahir. The, we're now going to go into the two which are khafi. Why is it called zahir? Why is it called apparent? Because anyone who studies a bit of hadith, who read Nukbatul Fikr, he can go to hadith and authenticate it based on that. How? He can just look at when this person was born, when this person died. When this person was born, when this person died. It's easy for his eyes to see that. It's apparent for him. Are we all together? Like in the next two, which is khafi, is very hard for people to tell. It's hidden. It's hidden. And the, the next two is the mudallas and the mursalul khafi. What is a mudallas? Mudallas is a person who chooses to drop someone out of the chain. He chooses to do it deliberately. So he drops someone out and then he goes to the person above that and he uses the word an. He brings the word an. An meaning from. Because he's not lying, is he? So, hey, uh, my three brothers that were, you know, that were doing come back here again. Ibrahim went. Hey, come, Ibrahim, we need you. Hey, come, the reciter. And you come. So this is the mudallas. I'm going to show you guys the mudallas. The mudallas is, um, I want to jump. <coughs> okay? So what am I going to do? I believe somehow I just want to get rid of him for many factors. One of the reasons could be he's weak in his memorization. So I just want to jump to Ibrahim straight away. So I can't say Ibrahim said to me. I would be lying because Ibrahim didn't tell me. So what do I say? I say, from Ibrahim. Am I lying now? It is from Ibrahim. Not from Ibrahim to me, but from Ibrahim to someone else. But I don't mention who it is. So I get rid of him. I'm a person who does tedlis. I'm cleaning the chain. And then I go to Ibrahim and I say, An Ibrahim. This is a problem now. Because it could happen that me and Ibrahim have really met each other. It could mean that we met each other. That we know each other. But I never heard it from him. And it's hard to identify that. Are we all together brothers? It's a hidden issue now. It becomes a what? A hidden issue. And the scholars, some of them used to do it. They used to do that because for many factors. Either they wanted to make the, short, the chain shorter so they can get closer to the Prophet. Or they can't be bothered to always mention the chain. It's hard to always mention the chain. <coughs> or they want to get rid of the weak person and just go to the authentic person. Does that make sense? This is a hidden This is a, an act that some of the scholars of hadith used to do. It's called at tedlis It's called what? at tedlis The second one is called Al-Mursalul Khafi. Mursalul Khafi is someone who lived at your time but you never met them. They lived at your time but you've never ever met them. Okay? Naam. فالأول المعلق والثاني المرسل والثالث إن كان باثنين فصاعدا مع التوالي مع التوالي فهو المعضل وإلا فالمنقطع ثم قد يكون واضحا وأو خفيا فالأول يدرك بعدم التلاقي 
ومن ثم احتج إلى التاريخ والثاني المدلس ويرد بصيغة تحتمل النقيك عن وقال وكذا المرسل الخفي من معاصر لم يلق ثم الطعن إما أن يكون لكذب الراوي أو تهمته بذلك أو فحش غلطه أو غفلته أو فسقه أو وهمه أو مخالفته أو جهالته أو بدعته أو سوء حفظه فالأول الموضوع الثاني المتروك والثالث المنكر على الرأي وكذا الرابع والخامس ثم الوهم إن اطلع عليه بالقرائن وجمع الطرق فالمعلل ثم المخالفة إن كان بالتغيير السياق فمدرج الإسناد أو بدمج موقوف بمرفوع فمدرج المتن أو بتقديم أو تأخير فالمقلوب أو بزيادة راو فالمزيد في متصل الأسانيد أو بإبداله ولا مرجح فالمضطرب وقد يقع الإبدال عمدا امتحانا أو بالتغيير حروف مع بقاء السياق فالمصحف والمحرف ولا يجوز تعمد التغيير المتن بالنقص والمرادف إلا لعالم بما يحيل المعاني فإن خفي المعنى أحتيج إلى شرح الغريب وبيان المشكل ثم الجهالة وسببها أن الراوي قد تكثر نعوته فيذكر بغير ما اشتهر به لغرض وصنفوا فيه الموضح وقد يكون مقلا فلا يكثر الأخذ عنه وفيه الوحدان أو لا يسمى اختصارا وفيه المبهمات ولا يقبل المبهم ولو أبهم بلفظ التعديل على الأصح فإن سمي وانفرد واحد عنه فمجهول العين أو اثنان فصاعدا ولم يوثق فمجهول الحال وهو المستور ثم البدعة إما بمكفر أو بمفسق فالأول لا يقبل يقبل صاحبها الجمهور والثاني يقبل من لم يكن داعية في الأصح إلا إن روى ما يقوي بدعته فيرد على المختار وبه صرح الجزجاني شيخ النسائي ثم سوء الحفظ إن كان لازما فالشاذ على الرأي أو طاريا فالمختلط ومتى توبع سيء الحفظ بمعتبر وكذا المستور والمرسل والمدلس صار حديثهم حسنا لا لذاته بل بالمجموع ثم الإسناد إما أن ينتهي إلى النبي تصريحا أو حكما من قوله أو فعله أو تقريره أو إلى الصحابي كذلك وهو من لقي النبي مؤمنا به ومات على الإسلام ولو تخللت ردة في الأصح أو إلى التابعي وهو من لقي الصحابي كذلك فالأول المرفوع والثاني الموقوف والثالث والثالث المقطوع ومن دون التابعي فيه مثله ويقال للأخيرين الأثر والمسند مرفوع صحابي بسند ظاهره الاتصال فإن قل عدده فإما أن ينتهي إلى النبي أو إلى إمام ذي صفة علية كشعبة فالأول العلو المطلق والثاني النسبي وفيه الموافقة وهي الوصول إلى شيخ أحد المصنفين من غير أحد المصنفين من غير طريقه، 
وفيه البدل وهو الوصول إلى شيخ شيخه كذلك وفيه المساواة وهي استواء عدد, المس... عدد الإسناد من الراوي إلى آخره مع إسناد أحد المصنفين وفيه المصافحة وهي الاستواء مع تلميذ ذلك المصنف ويقابل العلو بقسامه النزول فإن تشارك الراوي ومن روى عنه في السن واللقي فهو الأقران وإن روى كل منهما عن الآخر فالمدبج وإن روى عمن دونه فالأكابر عن الأصاغر ومنه الآباء عن الأبناء وفي عكسه كثرة ومنه من روى عن أبيه عن جده وإن اشترك اثنان عن شيخ وتقدم موت أحدهما فهو السابق واللاحق وإن روى عن اثنين متفقي الاسم ولم يتميزا فباختصاصه بأحدهما يتبين المهمل وإن جحد الشيخ مرويه جزم الرد أو احتمالا قبل في الأصح وفيه من حدث ونسي وإن اتفق الرواة في صيغ الأداء وغيرها من الحالات فهو المسلسل وصيغ الأداء سمعت وحدثني ثم أخبرني وقرأت عليه ثم قري عليه وأنا أسمع ثم أنبأني ثم ناولني ثم شافني ثم كتب إلي ثم عن ونحوها فالأولان لمن سمع وحده من لفظ الشيخ فإن جمع فمع غيره وأولها أصرحها وارفعها في الإملاء والثالث والرابع لمن قرأ بنفسه فإن جمع فهو كالخامس والإنباء بمعنى الإخبار إلا في عرف المتأخرين فهو, فهو للإجازة كعن وعنعنة المعاصر محمولة على السماع إلا من المدلس وقيل يشترط ثبوت لقائهما ولو مرة وهو المختار وأطلق المشافهة في الإجازة المتلفظ بها والمكاتبة في الإجازة المكتوب بها واشترطوا في صحة المناولة قترانها بالإذن بالرواية وهي أرفع أنواع الإجازة وكذا اشترطوا الإذن في الوجادة والوصية بالكتاب والإعلام وإلا فلا عبرة بذلك كالإجازة العامة وللمجهول وللمعدوم على الأصح على الأصح في جميع ذلك ثم الرواة إن اتفقت أسماءهم وأسماء آبائهم فصاعدا فصاعدا واختلفت أشخاصهم فهو المتفق والمفترق وإن اتفقت أسماء خطا واختلفت نطقا فهو المؤتلف والمختلف وإن اتفقت الأسماء واختلفت الآباء أو بالعكس فهو المتشابه وكذا وقع ذلك الاتفاع في اسم واسم أب والاختلاف في النسبة ويتركب منه مما قبله أنواع منها أن يحصل الاتفاق والاشتباه إلا في حرف أو حرفين أو بالتقديم والتأخير ونحو ذلك خاتمة ومن المهم معرفة طبقات الرواة ومواليدهم ووفياتهم وبلدانهم وأحوالهم تعديلا وتجريحا وجهالا ومراتب الجرح وأسوأها الوصف بأفعل كأكذب الناس ثم دجال أو وضاع أو كذاب وأسهلها لين أو سيء الحفظ 
أو فيه أدنى مقال ومراتب التعديل وأرفعها الوصب بأفعل كأوثق الناس ثم ما تأكد بصفة أو صفتين كثقة ثقة أو ثقة حافظ وأدناها ما شعر بالقرب من أسهل التجريح كشيخ وتقبل التزكية من عارف بأسبابها ولو من واحد على الأصح والجرح مقدم على التعديل إن صدر مبينا إن صدر مبينا من عارف بأسبابه فإن خلا عن التعديل قبل مجملا على المختار ومعرفتهن المسمين وأسماء المكنين ومن اسمه كنيته ومن اختلف في كنيته ومن كثرت كناه أو نعوته ومن وافقت كنيته اسم أبيه أو العكس وكنيته كنية زوجته ومن نسب إلى غير أبيه أو إلى أمه أو إلى غير ما يسبق للفهم ومن اتفقت اسمه واسم أبيه وجده أو اسم شيخه وشيخ شيخه فصاعدا ومن اتفق اسم شيخه والراوي عنه ومعرفة الأسماء المجردة والمفردة وكذا الكناء والأقلاب والأنساب وتقع إلى القبائل والأوطان بلادا أو ضياعا أو سككا أو مجاورة وإلى الصنائع والحرف ويقع فيها الاتفاق والاشتباه كالأسماء وقد تقع ألقابا ومعرفة أسباب ذلك ومعرفة الموالي من أعلى ومن أسفل ومن أسفل بالرق أو بالحلف ومعرفة الإخوة والأخوات ومعرفة آداب الشيخ والطالب والسن التحمل والأداء وصفة الكتابة الحديث وعرضه وسماعه وإسماعه والرحلة فيه والتصنيفه على المسانيد أو الأبواب أو العلل أو الأطراف ومعرفة سبب الحديث وقد صنف فيه بعض بعض شيوخ القاضي أبي يعلى بن الفراء وصنفوا في غالب هذه الأنواع وهي وهي نقل محض ظاهره التعريف مستغنية عن التمثيل وحصرها وحصرها متعسر فلتراجع لها مبسوطاتها والله الموفق والهادي لا إله إلا هو مستقدم إن شاء الله تعالى سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفرك وأتوب إليك Any questions? Anyone have any questions? Hey, no, today, today, today Our brains are fried from yesterday Now we're going to carry the book tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. We're going to carry this on tomorrow, inshallah, from where, where we stopped on. We haven't finished. We'll stop here for today. Hey, any questions? Hey, fadal. Are there scenarios where a mursal hadith can uh -huh. be accepted? Yes. Mursal, do we accept it? Yeah. It's from the hadith which are da'if. There's conditions, like in some scholars mentioned, that they will accept the mursal with some conditions. We'll speak about that tomorrow, inshallah. So the order that we gave 
the hadith which is uh, you're talking about disconnected the apparent disconnection right so we said the first one is muallaq and then the mursal and then the mu'dal and then the munqanti' and then the mursal and so the mudallas and then the mursal al-khafi which are the, la the last two is the khafi yeah for each one So the first one we mentioned, the, uh, the Mu'allaq we mentioned, he misses his teacher. Okay. The Mursal, yes. The Mu'dal. So the Mu'dal is when two people are missing from within the chain. Two, can, two people right next to each other are both missing, they both dropped. For example, a Tabi'i and a Tabi'i tabi are missing. Or even a Sahabi and a Tabi' is missing. But they're next to each other. The Munqati'na means any random place where the hadith is disconnected is called the Munqati'. Ah. The Prophet clearly states it. The companion will mention that this, is, this was abrogated with this. Sahabi would say it. And he will mention the second one. And the third one is bit tarikh. Tarikh means we look at the history, we look at which event happened first. So for example, if an event happened in the Battle of Badr and another one happened in the Battle of Uhud, which one is first? Badr is before Uhud, right? So the one that came in Uhud will abrogate the one that came in Badr. Mutaba'a and shahid is something to do with taqrijul hadith, when you want to authenticate hadith. For example, some scholars will say, in bihi fulan, so-and-so became alone in the hadith. And you say, no problem. Someone else followed him in it. Any other question? Yeah? The ones who narrated the hadith to us, were people who had dubbed Sahih. We believe that. We believe that this Quran and this Sunnah, Allah promised that He's going to protect it. Inna nahnu wa inna lahu so Allah protected it subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Imutul Hadith. So Ashabu Rasulillahi, by consensus of this Ummah, they are Udul, reliable, and there can happen some mistakes from the companions. It has happened. Abdullah ibn Abbas said something and he got a mistake in it when he said for example um, the prophet married maymuna while he was in a state of ihram maymuna said no he didn't she said he didn't marry me when he was a woman she said the prophet married me when he was in a state of uh, hill he wasn't in a state of ihram like he wasn't doing hajj because we know in hajj you can't get married right so who's gonna who are we gonna take here Ibn Abbas or Maymuna, the one who was getting married? Maymuna. So mistakes can occur from the companions, but of course he would be corrected by who? Another companion. Walidalika Zarkashi has a kitab called Nukat ala Sidrakat, and he called it Istidrakat Aisha ala Ba'di Sahaba. Occasions where Aisha corrected other companions. 
all of it is Aisha correcting the Sahabas. Like saying, what did he say? You're wrong. You're wrong. She's correcting them. Like in the Sahabas, we never question their integrity. They are all udul because Allah said about them, radiallahu anhum. No, it's not, it's not, like in your, you're using the, the, the wording of the hadith, which is za'irat, right? Ha, this is where the khilaf came from. The word za'irat, the woman who, there's two answers. The first answer is, it's abrogated with this hadith. The other wording is, za'irat is referring to the women who excessively overdo it, that's what Shaykh Al-Islam Taymiyyah mentioned. She goes there too much and does that which is not permissible. Naam. Yeah? Huh. Huh? Yes. I did, what was it? Was it? Oh, yeah, what about that? The, the precision, you mean? Precision in terms of memory and precision in terms of the book. Like the person, he's precise with his works. Like if he's asked a hadith, it's like, yeah, I wrote it here. And he, where it is, and not only that, it's protected for him. He doesn't let anyone touch it. He's very diligent with his works. That's, a, that's another form of dhabt. Some of the scholars they said it's not permissible now. It's karah. It's not haram. Sir, I have a question regarding weak hadith in terms of memory. Weak hadith, multiple weak hadith in terms of position. It becomes Sahih-e-Khaib. What about uh, if there is multiple narration opposition or uh, multiple narration disconnected chain or else uh, opposition is there or there is hidden defect? What do we say about this? Muhammad, wait, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. I'm struggling to hear him. Hey, repeat the question again. Sorry, Muhammad was oh. talking. Uh, my question is, if the weak hadith in terms of position, yes. multiple, then it is sahih. No, it's uh, not Hassan, Hassan Hassan ah. If in, in place of precision, if there is a disconnected chain ah. or hidden defect, yeah. or uh, there is opposition, sahih. it can become Hassan uh, Sahih, it can. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be memory. It can also be disconnection. It can also be, for example, uh, it could be uh, opposition. It could be all of that. Sahih. Just not adala. Adala is a different story. Hadith which the narrators are being criticized from their Adala, there's no one who can help them. The sisters, they might have questions. Yeah, this is Hayat Abdurrahman. What do we do with the sisters who have questions? They should be able to ask, ask their questions. Is they complaining anyway? Yeah? They have questions, the sisters, and they have no way to ask. So I think, inshallah, it's Kelim is going to organize a way for their questions to be taken from them and for it to be asked here, inshallah. Hey, yeah.
the ones that are not implemented. The type that's not implemented, you're asking. The one that's not implemented is the mansukh and the mukhtalaf al hadith. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayran.